three, two, one, zero. You're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Mr. Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. And now, without further ado, here's the best podcast that you'll ever hear, and that's according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Ah, welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, season number three, episode number 12, Adam. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran, Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest man that I know, the humblest hombre that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. What is going on, Adam? Tommy, what's going on in the world these days? I don't know, but we're just ready to deliver yet another great episode of this podcast available, Adam, on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS Podcast, Mm. CastBox, Owl Trail, Trail, Himalaya, and the rest of... We need to extend this uh, list. The rest of your uh, DSPs. Uh, uh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Hey, 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 hey. Did Go he receive a, f- a formal introduction yet? Godzilla. 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 I tell you, you got away, man. Uh, no, it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. It's not the Godzilla and the Tommy and oh. Adam Hard. No, we can't. Adam. Yes. Did Jay have his name in the podcast? No, he didn't. Oh. In fact, he didn't want anything to do with the podcast, <laughs> as a matter of fact. Con- contrary to uh, to the mighty Godzilla. Anyway, behind the control bar, Adam, is the mighty Godzilla. As if you didn't know already. <laughs> Relax, Godzilla. It's, it's going to be a long morning if you keep interjecting. You know, he got a lot of run like a couple of weeks ago with his uh, content that he brought for yeah. uh, when the third birthday didn't quite work. And he, uh, he yeah, and, and he, he stepped sa- up. He sabotaged it. Then, oh, then he, see, I didn't uh, factor that part in. Technical difficulties, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> if you say so. It's a slow takeover he's trying to do. I think he's so. He's just trying to take over the whole... He wants his own segment, his own email, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the segment is going to grow, and it's going to be like, oh, I'll just do the opening part and then the closing part, and then he's just going to work us all the way out. Yeah, I don't care. He got in trouble this week, man. Oh, what did he do? What? At the office? <laughs> no, Gosilo, there's no way I could control my wife. <laughs> oh, no. That doesn't, oh, that doesn't no. exist. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Was it the big boss? It was, got, he got a job oh, with the big boss, Adam. Is that why he didn't put out yes, a lot of content uh, this yeah. week? You Did you see the thing that he put out? Oh, oh that was private, Adam, he said. Oh. <laughs> that content that he bought. No. <laughs> you got to see it, didn't you, Adam? Yeah, I think so. What, what did he get in trouble for? He got in trouble for uh, screwing around and playing with Marita, with, with my granddaughter. Oh, Oh, that was that was very innocent fun, though I thought. Um, I got scared when I saw. Ah. Oh, the, 
Well, see, of course it's you. That's why I have to think that way. But she wasn't fearful at all. No, she it was. It was like she was. She loved being in his presence. I, honestly, he, he did a really good job. What I didn't like is that Godzilla, that, the babysitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's really. He's, oh. uh, he said he has an image. He has a, he has, he's really branching out now, isn't he? <laughs> Godzilla, you showed my granddaughter how to flicker her tongue. What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, th I thought it was innocent. I thought it was just uh, making faces. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think he yeah. did a good job. Yeah. I, I was just, when I saw the video, I was in shock. I said, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> well, then, well, if Concilio's going to do anything, it's going to involve a video <laughs> yes. accompanying whatever yeah. happened. Well, he saw that picture that he snapped with my grandson in the uh, family living room. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in, uh, what was it, in December. I really freaked out with that one. Because <laughs> that was just a picture. He had the phone in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he did a good job, though. I guess Marita escaped, made it all the way to uh, Dr. Co-op Promotion Studios number two. And somehow, uh, Gosito was probably in here working on some of his videos. That's what the scary part was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's nice that he took a break from that and uh, watched your granddaughter. Oh. <laughs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gosilo says it's mainly milfies is what he's interested in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would have been my guess. I didn't know he had extra yeah, skills no, as well. Yeah. He's, a, he has a, he's a babysitter. <laughs> Can I tell you? But anyway, Adam, yes. what an incredible week. First of all, I want to congratulate you and me, Adam. Oh, thank you. For making it a third week in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Our consistency is amazing. It's not, Probably we won't make it next week because I'm going to be about to take a break, right? We yeah, because I got to go to Dallas next week. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we couldn't have made so it a full so month. There goes, There's no there, way that, that There goes happen. that streak. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast took forever to get out this week. I just didn't have the time, man. We're dealing with this uh, with this remodel and getting oh, everything. No. We're finalizing everything. And Are you still at the contractor level? Where uh, you're still we're still establishing? Yes, we're at the oh. contractor level right now. We are. Are the plans drawn up and we know exactly what's going to happen? Uh -huh. yeah. Are we accumulating supply? Yeah. You actually mentioned that these plans have been drawn up. Literally, Adam, they have been drawn up. By your hand? Yes. Right. When you, uh, I didn't know if you'd completed the process, though. Here, here, give me a second, Adam. Let me email you these real quick. I'm, I'm glad you asked me that. Oh, you're going to send me some yeah, images I'm, I'm right now? I'm going to send you some. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me get my device out here. Did you send them already? Yeah, yeah. Okay. They should be there already. Let me open this up real fast. This is, you know, this is a professional studio. We got four, four different. Yes, uh, yes, that's right. We we plan. can drop. We can drop things, Adam. Four different blueprints you have you, here. That's how you say it? drop. Yes, those are that's airdrop. The, the airdrop. Airdrop. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, I see four. Okay, yes, they are hand drawn pencil sketches. Um, I see them. Yes. Uh oh, gone away. Where did it go? It's gone away. Oh, I got to <laughs> I got to take it back on. Oh, I was on the airplane mode. Oh, okay. It, it, it took it away for some reason. <laughs> uh, you back there? Did it go? They're gone. Well, so much. <laughs> what, am I, what am I supposed so to much, do now? So much for our professional studio. <laughs> what, what's going on? I'm on the. All right. Hey, hey, they're they're back up. I got them. Thank you. Okay, I got four images, hand drawn, looking at like different corners of the room, angles, and then there's uh, one that is like an overhead view. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. Okay, and then it looks like the dimensions of the restroom have not changed. Like the existing walls, there's not going to be a wall blown out. No. Anything moved like Absolutely that. Absolutely not. Not a major remodel. No. Okay. It's all going to be, uh, it's all going to be, what is it, cosmetic over what we already have. Got you. It looks like you're going to get a small vanity, right? Uh, yeah. A new vanity. Actually a bigger one, yes. Now, the bath area 
It looks almost like a fish tank. What is up with that? <laughs> because we're going to take out the curtains and all that, and we're going to put... Is these... it like the old person walk-in tub No, type no, thing? no. I could not do that. I wanted to do that. <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, the old person walk-in tub. I wanted to do that. What well, we have grandchildren. That's their mini pool inside the house. We can't take out the bathtub up here. No, we can't. Is that not able to hold water then? No, if it's, it, if it's yeah. that level. No, it's not. I mean, it's oh, only okay. about maybe, I think, half a foot high. So you have like a standard tub, uh -huh. but then you've built like a glass mm -hmm. thing that goes like halfway up the wall uh, or something? Yeah, almost, yeah. Okay. It's going to look nice. It's and and look nice. new tile that extends from the floor and it continues onto the, now, onto the wall. To save you from all this describing, Adam, there's only one reason. You know, if you notice, that's nice and squared. It was done with rulers. You know, the whole deal. Yes. It almost looks. It almost looks like I'm ready to work for uh, one of the aircraft companies here, and and their engineering department. Yes, there are little side notes with measurements and different lengths, and even it's like you even put the exact type of tile that you want in there, or the border, <laughs> the border tile, or the small little tiles. Yes, at the time that I drew that, that's what was gonna go there. Oh. But what well, we made the mistake of going back. Oh. To another one of the uh, the one that's a specialty store here for the tiles, oh. and so that has changed. Anyway, the bottom line is yes. that's the vision. This is what we're doing. Ooh. Yes or no? <laughs> I'm telling you're her. You're telling her this is what we're doing, and then I asked, "Is that right?" Yeah. Then I said, "Yes or no?" <laughs> Can you approve this? Please? I am the man. <laughs> Adam, Adam, such authority. This, Adam, in this case, I am the better man. <laughs> such authority in that. This is what we're doing. Yes or no? Right. <laughs> so long, so long as you give me the okay. Oh yeah, it was horrible. But you know, but no, that's it. Right now, we already brought the contractor in. He did the official measuring and did all that. Right. We're going to buy all the major stuff, which is we're going to change the toilet, the whole deal. We're going to put a new one, even though that one's fine. We want everything new in there. Even the extractor we're putting brand new. The fart fan. Yes. That's just known. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, yes. Well, you're a fartist. So, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be right. I would be calling that. Matter of fact, I'm picking it up a little bit later this afternoon. Oh, wow. So I'll be picking it up. I'll be, I need the fart fan, please. <laughs> the thing is, I have to do it this way because if not, it's just like when we did the deck. Yeah. The deck, I did the same thing. I drew it out, put out more or less the dimensions. So I, then I extended the deck, you know, those three-dimensional versus the two-dimensional. Sure, 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 sure. That's how it looked. And the day the contractor started building, yeah, she changed where the stairs was going to go. Oh, the first first thing? Right out of the chute? <laughs> right out the chute. <laughs> You're just opening up the plans, and she was yeah. like, let me get the eraser out. Yes, <laughs> no, it was, Take yeah. This away. It was It was a little crazy. It was okay. We had the wood that we needed. That's good. It really now, if you make a major Have you been dent. told that there could be some hurdles with the supply chain, maybe the tile? You won't be able to find enough tile to do all this work? Or do you have it all already ordered in, in stock and all that good stuff? We are fortunate enough that we went to that specialty store. Yeah. What they have is what's current and what they already have. And if okay. not, it could be ordered. We specifically asked that. Okay. Because of the, the supply chain stuff gotcha. and all that. When are we busting out this you know, toilet? You can imagine, by the way, that bathroom is right next to Dr. Koba Promotion Studios number two. Is that going to help the acoustics? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm recording, Adam. When, when I'm recording bits for, for the motherfucker any of the week. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs>
<laughs> when, but when, yeah. when is it going to begin? When are you going to start tearing uh, that thing up? He said the end of April, I think. So we got a month. That's why we're getting out to Dallas next. I've been dying to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I don't enjoy recording this podcast on a Saturday morning, but yeah. oh, exactly. You know, I understand. <laughs> that is, I would say, the planning phase of that is ninety nine point nine done. So that's done. So thank heavens. Now you've probably already chosen all the fixtures and things, the, uh-huh, yes, yes. the, the faucets yes. and all that. Okay, That was a change that happened, as a matter of fact, last week as well. We went from full chrome to that nickel. Oh, you didn't, you didn't go bronze? No, 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 no. Oh. No, no. You know, everybody's going bronze these days. Yeah, don't don't mention that. Oiled bronze. It's, it's <laughs> quite lovely. <laughs> Is it from Brazil? <laughs> That's that's bronzer. Yes. The good thing about it, I was so occupied with it that I didn't have a time to deal with this fucking Will Smith bullshit and this Kid Rock thing from the Oscars this week. Kid Rock? Kid Rock was there? It was Chris Rock. Did I say Kid Rock? You said Kid Rock. Oh, shit. There you go. Well, if you're flying to Dallas, you can watch the entire way there. You can watch video after video after video of people commenting and giving all their uh, thoughts about the entire thing. My WhatsApp was filling up with these uh, memes that I had no interest in. We have a. I'm sure it was funny, but I'm so preoccupied with this daggone uh, remodel that we have. We have a war going on on the other side of the world, and we still have like. The, the, the fledgling end of this pandemic thing Isn't happening. That something? And this thing is just taken over. That is, uh, that's, it's, it's the only thing anybody cares about. <laughs> it's a miracle that the president of uh, Ukraine didn't come and slap these two. <laughs> says, you're taking my attention away, damn it. <laughs> Here I'm kicking Russian ass and you guys are slapping around me and making everybody. How the hell do people care more about uh, you than our X amount of million people, you assholes? That's funny. But did you watch that whole video? I did. I watched it on YouTube. Mm. It was... The edited uh, version or totally unedited? Uh, the unedited because I wanted to hear what the bad words were. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> right. In the news in the morning, it was... Uh, they had edited out. I figured he had said fucking wife or fucking mouth or something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. And then I said, I got to you know watch it. So by... I want to say by Tuesday, I finally found the... Like when I was going through YouTube, I finally found it. I said, oh, okay, here it is right here. But it was only the part where he said the joke first and then he... They laughed and then they went up to then he slapped them. Then he said, you know, get your off my off your mouth and shit. That was it. So it was a whole maybe a minute. A minute. If that. Yeah. So I said, okay, that's it for me. I'm good. (laughs) I'm you know, I'm a star of my own right, you know, (laughs) in the Tommy and Adam Hard to name (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Available on Spotify and all the rest of your DSPs. Well, I initially thought that of course this is a staged event. You thought so? Yeah. My wife's saying that. Because think about award shows. Speaking of fledgling things, award shows are just dying. Uh-huh. Nobody's watching. I had to be told earlier that day, hey, you know, the Oscars are on today. And I said, hey, you know, I don't. I had no I had no friggin' clue. And and why would what, I why what would I watch? Why didn't you say, let's watch Boba Fett? <laughs> I said, why would I watch that? There's, we still have six episodes. There's nothing baby. for me there. The prevailing opinion, I believe, is that these award shows are like old. The only good ones are the ones where Ricky Gervais stands up there on the stage and pokes fun at all the celebrities and stuff. Yeah, um, which is also expected. There's no surprise there. But then this thing blew up, and this was getting so much hype and coverage, and it became the biggest thing in the world, the best thing in the world for the Oscars, the best thing for Chris Rock, absolutely the best thing. Will Smith is the only component that looks like an ass. (laughs) Listen, when I was writing this week's podcast, I said, I don't even want to mention this thing. You have to. And I ended up mentioning it first, and here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Now... 
I don't believe that it was staged. Now I think Will Smith is so beaten down and he is emasculated by his wife. Mm. And he initially, if you watch the video closely, okay. he laughs at the joke. He did. And then the camera goes away. You can kind of see Jada's eyes rolling or something. And so she must have given him some sort of a look. And he knew from that look, oh, my life will be hell if I don't do something. Oh. So then he went up there and he did whatever he did. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. Oh. The sad part about it, Adam, this whole Oscars mess distracted from what was really important for us in the rock world, Adam. Mm -hmm. Quite possibly the saddest news we received recently. Yeah. We will be saying goodbye to this guy right here, Adam. Out of the passing of Mr. Taylor Hawkins. Wow. Yes. Last up was a Friday evening. That was crushing. There's a little bit of a... Live Taylor Hawkins drum solo yes, right here in right Wichita, Kansas. Back in 2017, Adam. Mm. November 2017. What an entertainer. This is a big problem, Tommy. You know this is a big problem. Yes, I do. Because more importantly than this bullshit with the Oscars, right? Mm -hmm. The fools have canceled all their shows. All these shows. And... They were going to be headlining so many festivals. Did they have a rock hall that they were going to be inducted into the rock hall? Is that Probably. true? Probably. Big events. The, for the Rock Hall, I pay as much attention as I yeah. do with the Oscars. Yeah, I know. So. <laughs> but as I, we've been saying probably for the last year or two, this is the group that's kind of waving the flag, the rock and roll flag. Yeah. They're the ones that are out there on all the shows that makes it okay to, oh, we can have a rock band. Oh, we'll, we'll get the Foo Fighters. And do if, a great if, job If we it. have a rock band. Uh, they were going to play on the Grammys, I think. That's been canceled, of course. But the huge problem is, if you want the Foos to continue, do you see that in the future? Because if you take Dave, Dave is Mr. Personality. And the only person that kind of his same level of energy was Taylor Hawkins. And he still offsets him. There's some kind of weird yes. counter was to a, each other. It yes. was a yin and yang between those two guys. And the rest of the band were very proficient, but very understated, muted, and did not have that big personality to kind of carry the day. Yeah, we'll be discussing on and off during our podcast uh, about Taylor Hawkins. Yeah. And the Foo Fighters, for that matter. Uh, first of all, we'd like to just say uh, on behalf of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, the rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins, regardless of whatever happened. Yeah. I live under the mantra that everybody's replaceable. Sure. But not anybody can replace a key piece. Now, has it been done in rock and roll? Absolutely. Sure. Brian Johnson. When he took over for Bon Scott, mm -hmm. uh, Vivian Campbell. When he took over for uh, Steve Clark, Steve Clark, yes, yes. So it has been done. Will it be extremely difficult? Probably. I don't know if we, I would. I don't even know if I would speculate to assume that the Foo Fighters would continue in the same thing. I could see where Dave would say, "Oh yeah, I had that thing, them Crooked Vultures or something with Josh Homme and John Paul Jones. I can go do that for a while. Get away from this entity here." But I don't know if the Foo Fighters will actually continue in the same course. That I have so many thoughts on this, you know. It's hard to even try to put oneself in Dave Grohl's shoes right now. Mm -hmm. You have two huge, you have two amazing you have two out of this world projects that are nirvana mm -hmm. and it goes away with the death of the lead singer sure then you have even more years of success 
that were under this other band, which are the Foo Fighters, mm-hmm. which sadly for us, the fans, are going through a major bump in the road yeah. uh, with the passing of Mr. Taylor Hawkins, which was a key piece to this band, mm-hmm. at least in the form that they are now. And Adam, to have this major success with both projects. Yeah. And if you're a fan of the Time and Adam Hard Today podcast, you know for a fact that Adam and me are big fans of the Foos. Huge fans of the Foos. Adam and I have holded hands together and cried. <laughs> we have weeped <laughs> at these shows, Adam. Yeah. No, we haven't cried and weeped. No, no, We've not just like enjoyed the hell out of them where we have left energized for days to come. We're still talking about these insane shows. Right, right, right. So anyway, it's hard to even try to put yourself in Dave Grohl's shoes right now because what he has to be going through professionally and more importantly, personally, Mm -hmm. an absolute feeling of super emptiness. To go through that twice. Mm -hmm. And we're not talking about some... Well, the first time was his leader, the leader of that band. And now he is the leader... The way I envision it is his best friend is now missing from that band. In his book, The Storyteller, he says that. What? That that is his best friend? Taylor Hawkins is his best friend, yeah. It's it's tragic. And who knows when this could continue. When we could see him come back. I was reading the stories on and off on Loudwire and on uh, Ultimate Classic Rock, Metal Injection, all these other web pages. And it's just musician after musician. They do sing the uh, praises of Dave Grohl. But all these other stories that Taylor Hawkins is involved in, all these side... Have you ever heard All these side shenanigans. Say a bad word about no, Taylor Hawkins? No, 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 I've, I've never heard it. And we were just mentioning a couple of episodes ago that special he has on one of these streaming uh, networks or whatever you call them, mm-hmm. where he, he's on a drum documentary. I think I had, I had mentioned that oh, a couple yeah, of yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. ago. It's, it's one of those things. Adam, let's just go ahead and start this podcast, buddy. Okay, let's go. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. Today is April the 2nd of 2022. And guess what today is, Adam? What is that? Adam. Yeah. It's National Love Our Children Day, Adam. And they make us cry. We're crying for these children. That's Ronnie James Steele, damn it. It's <laughs> <laughs> that project he had, uh, We Are Stars. Or Stars. Yeah, I, I think I've seen this where there's like all of these 80s uh, hair metal type guys, big bouffant hairdos, weirdo sunglasses. Yes, just, just scores of them. It was... Except for Rob Halford. He didn't have the big bouffant hair. Nah, he didn't. <laughs> ah, yeah, it's... Uh, we're screwing around, but this is this is one of these... Uh, I'm not 100% sure because I don't know the history on this. I kind of forgot it. But this has to do with a lot of those uh, Ronnie James Dio charities he had yeah. for runaways in, that were in L.A. Oh, really? Yeah, I think this was it. I'm not 100% sure, but I figure it's National Love Our Children Day. I said, well, what did I have? Oh, who cried for the children? Actually, I Googled it, knowing full well it was stars. (laughs) (laughs) That's all you wanted to know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Remember I told you I got a certain way set up in my head. I understand. It's supposed to work this way anyway, yeah. (laughs) I understand. I got a good chuckle out of you when I said it's National Love Our Children Day. What I love is... 
see, I didn't know this. We can actually love our children, that we can just narrow it down to one day. <laughs> just just condense it all in one 24-hour period. I figured that much out. And then we could just be done with it. I enjoy the efficiency of it. Like, why do I got to do this 365 yeah, days a year? Not only that, your home is full, Adam. <laughs> that's, that's too much. I don't have that much love. <laughs> that's too much. Well, that's an actual day, Adam. National Love Our Children Day is on the first Saturday in April, Adam. Oh, every first yes. Saturday. <laughs> Adam, okay. and sometimes it coincides with April 1st, which is April oh. Fool. But this time it was the second. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so don't get any ideas. <laughs> don't tell them, uh, children, I love you. Psych! <laughs> you guys are suckers. <laughs> see, you ne- see you next year. <laughs> oh. I don't bad dad is just go steal have some children out there. Uh, <laughs> we, we haven't talked about this. No. <laughs> oh, he said there's no DNA test for giant lizards yet. <laughs> he said Jurassic Park's only a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Adam, it focuses on raising awareness on child abuse. That's good. During National Child Abuse Prevention Month. Okay. This day honors all children and encourages us to develop loving, respectful relationships with our children. That's cool, dude. Okay. This is what it does. You know, it's just not just not love your children once once a year out and we, of like we, you. we won't be doing things that Will Smith did <laughs> to Chris Rock. Yes, we, we we're not going to be doing any smacking. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. And it's only one day, Adam. It doesn't require a lot, like you said. Thank God. Child abuse and neglect affect an estimated 700,000 children each year in the U.S. alone, Adam. How many children are there? (laughs) Is that all of them? Is that all of the children? No, no, Adam. (laughs) Of these, the youngest are the most vulnerable. In 2015, the United States statistics from the U.S. Administration for Children and Families estimate that 1,670 children die as a result of abuse and neglect. That's one too many, dude. Yeah. Prevention and child abuse is uh, vital to every child's mental and physical health. I don't think we could fuck around with this one. It's it's too damn serious. Hopefully all that abuse and stuff doesn't happen on the first Saturday in April. (laughs) Why did I have to mention that? (laughs) If If we could at least reduce those numbers, then we've accomplished something. You know, sometimes I wish I was the angel of death. What? You mean with the black cloak and the sickle? And I can just pop up everywhere there's child abuse. Oh. And strike down the culprit, Adam. With great vengeance and furious anger? Yes, Adam. Right. I understand. I popping vengeance. Yeah. The kind that you remember we were talking about spinach day last week? Mm-hmm. You know when Papa would squeeze the can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I would squeeze oh, the culprit. Oh, you squeeze and, yes. and all the guts would come out of yes, these and by the way, people. I'm sanctioned by God, so I'm okay. <laughs> That's why I'm the angel of death. You know we don't like to execute people anymore. Uh, no, no. Why not? I don't know. There's this, people that deserve to be executed. This is executable, Adam. Yes. They say that you have to give them a chance to reform them. This, is, what, this is not a redeemable offense. Try to correct them. No. You've totally destroyed somebody yes. that's going into the next generation. Yes. If you're a piece of shit that likes abusing children and your family. Kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> and stop listening to, the, to that Tommy and Adam hard to name podcast. You suck. Yeah. We don't like you. Anyway, prevention of child abuse is vital to every child's mental and physical health. Absolutely. 
mm-hmm. they any abuse they experience carries lifelong consequences. Right. How to serve Adam, the national Love Our Children Day. Yes. How do you do it? Every child deserves to live in a safe and supportive environment. You know, I look at my grandkids, man. I melt. How is their environment? Oh, their environment. They're going to run me over. They're going to yeah, they, do whatever the hell they want to do. They with dominate me. every environment they're in, pretty much. Yeah, I was watching, like, I have Amarita and I have Ale here, right? Mm-hmm. And Monica constantly sends pictures and videos of Wilsey. And, dude, she sent one last night. Well, no, it was on Thursday night that he was standing up on his own. This is a first for you to see? Yes, this okay. is technology of today. You're able to see that even at the distance, dude. And uh, with me, we were cracking up on the bed. And look at him. You know, and he had to kind of like shove a Remy to the side so he could show what he's doing, you know? Get out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to take steps here. I'm the new sheriff in town here, buddy. <laughs> nice. And you get to see that. It's so sure. beautiful, man. I say that about the angel of death. It turns your stomach to think some asshole, some full adult with their full fury doing these horrible things to these kids. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, man, love your children. Yes. Educate yourself on the prevention of child abuse. Yeah. Okay. You know, learn what you could do about it. Now, I understand discipline. I got it. I was disciplined many, many times. By the way, mine were well-deserved. Well, sure. And he turned out well. Because <laughs> I was fucking up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, just about everybody does yeah. growing up you know, in were, some way or another. Man, they gave me one time this whooping... <laughs> Oh, here we go. <laughs> no, they Do we need it. to call your parents? No, no. Like, hey, you know what it is? I, I don't know what Love it was. I, I don't know what I did. I know that I was in a lot of trouble. Whatever it is I did, I never did again because I can't remember that wow. woman was so massive. Wow. I'm, you know, you were fucking up as a kid. That's what you do. You- did they do things where they're like, here, you take the belt. I'm, I'm getting tired. Oh, smell it. Smell it. <laughs> That's not the terror. Oh, wow. I said, I will never do it again. Right. You damn well. You it, was, know. it was a tag team. We just switched people out. Oh, You're tired of hitting? I'll, I'll start hitting you. You know that my dad never hit me, dude. No good. Never. My mom was the one to handle business in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Are you looking for free and inexpensive ways to show the love to a child, Adam? Sure. Read nine ways to love your children. There's actually a book, Adam. I would suggest you read that. There's nine ways to do it? <laughs> yes, nine ways to love your children. What do you mean? There's nine. How, according, could, how could there be nine ways? It's according ways. to this damn book. I don't know. <laughs> how much love is there? There's a lot of love, evidently. Jeez. Be supportive of them. That goes I, without saying. You know, they've got parents out there that do are Do you want them to get out of your house at some point? <laughs> yeah, you're going to support them. You're going to say, hey, yeah, you can do this. Sure, get this job. Yes, get an education, please. I, I say put pressure on them. <laughs> That's how you support them. You know, especially when they become adults, you know. Hey, sure. So high school is over, huh? Hmm. And you're still here. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not in college. You're not doing anything. Wrong. <laughs> well, that's how life is. Uh-huh. I think if we learn from the little birds that I feed in my backyard. Or they get pushed out of the nest. That's damn right. <laughs> Adam, I'm trying to talk to you, Adam. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> Adam, guess how else? Oh. You, uh... Well, what you're going to do is you're going to, of course, you have to document this for social media. <laughs> Are you talking about that there's such thing as Facebook parents? You're going to try to get all of your children together. And... Instagram parents, will, will they write these gigantic sermons of love? And oh, by the way, they're divorced dads that only show up once a year. Uh-huh. Well, sit down in a chair and have your children come around you. Oh. And they get really near you. Okay. The large ones in the back, small ones in the front. Okay. And then you extend your arms and you touch them on their shoulders as if you're embracing them. <laughs> and then someone will take a picture of this event. And then you send it out over the interwebs and you hashtag it 
National Love Your Children Day. Adam, in your hands, is there any kind of those? The, the uh, joy buzzer things? You like your children. Adam, it's also National Peanut Butter and Jelly Day, by the way. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> that you're more interested in. Adam, today in history, buddy. Yeah. Brought to you by the pages of history.com, Adam. And that, who is that? That's, uh... This is BOC. Oh! Blue Oyster Cult. And they're singing about Florida Man. No kidding! (laughs) I didn't know that. That must be the new Blue Oyster Cult. It's gotta be new. (laughs) I thought thought Florida Man was a new invention. (laughs) Florida Whenever something weird happens, it's always in Florida. Yes, check it out. (laughs) 1513, Adam. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) wow. Oh my God. April the 2nd, Adam, in 1513, 1513, uh-huh, uh-huh. near present-day St. Agustin, Spanish explorer Juan Ponce de Leon yeah. came ashore on the Florida coast and claimed the territory, Adam, for the Spanish Spaniards? crown. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was he looking for? He was looking for, it says here, for the Fountain of Fountain Youth. Fountain of Youth? Yeah. He was going to find it in the Sunshine State. <laughs> Usually, there's so much sun there, everybody looks very old. They almost look like saddlebags. Adam, they should have looked at the Native Americans there. They had a heavy tan. (laughs) Very heavy. They should have just let them know at that point. No, it's not the fountain of youth you're looking for, buddy. Seminoles. You're looking for the sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) Mentioning those that had inhabited the area that became known as Florida for thousands of years before any European contact in the continent. Although other European navigators may, Adam May, have sighted the Florida Peninsula before, Ponce de Leon is credited with the first recorded landing and the first detailed exploration of the Florida coast. So again, he was there because he was looking for the Fountain of Youth. He wasn't there for any kind of geographical exploration and for future generations to come. He knew it was out there somewhere? I think he was looking out for himself. He knew it was out there somewhere. He was just going to travel until he found it. It's just like Coronado looking for gold here in Kansas. Good luck with that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) No, not happening. Ponce de Leon named the peninsula he believed to be an island at the time, and and rightfully so, because they had run into all the other islands, right? From Puerto Rico and the Hispaniola, Cuba, and all these other places. Yeah. Because his discovery came during the time of, Adam, the Easter Fest, La Pascua Florida. So that's Easter in uh, Spanish. Okay. Yeah, so. What what does that have to do? Because he found it during Easter. Okay. So he named it after Easter. So Florida really is Easter. Wow. Where are you going to? I'm going to to Orlando Easter. (laughs) Do you search for alligator eggs? Is that what you do there? Easter time? Maybe he would have been a little bit luckier because 1521, he returned to Florida, Adam. That would have been what? Eight years later? Eight years later, okay. In an effort to establish a Spanish colony. However, how'd that go? Hostile Native Americans, Adam, (laughs) attacked his expedition soon after landing, and the party retreated to Cuba, where Ponce de Leon died, Adam, after sustaining very significant wounds in that scuffle with the natives. So it was the natives of. uh, I guess they remembered him from eight years ago and said, hey, that's that asshole that's coming over here trying to stick his flag in our beach. <laughs> in our fountain. <laughs> Successful Spanish colonization of the peninsula finally began 
at St. Augustine in 1565, which, by the way, is the oldest town established here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. And in 1819, the territory passed into U.S. control under the terms of the Florida Purchase Treaty between Spain and the United States. Wow. That's wild stuff. That's where you get all that good stuff. The other day we covered uh, the degenerates of gambling in the state of Nevada. Now we're turning into the state uh, champions here. (laughs) Well, we got 48 more to go through. (laughs) They took his statue in, in, in Puerto Rico not too long ago and they desecrated it, Adam. Oh, because he was evil to natives? Yeah, yeah. What they don't understand. They make make a lot of statues of a lot of people, and now they don't like those statues anymore. I'd still say, you know, for what it's worth, I wouldn't exist today if these guys wouldn't have discovered the islands, because I'm a product of all that mess. (laughs) (laughs) Of all that mixing, Adam, all that fence jumping. This is your origin story. Yes. (laughs) Like (laughs) Spider-Man. <laughs> By horny Spaniards and everybody else that was that was doing whatever the hell they're doing in the oh, Caribbean. No. Yeah, it's like how are you going to change history? You know, you can't. You know, you won't celebrate it. But I guess you're not going to celebrate it by yeah. by making a, a no. monument and putting it in the town no, square. I, I, no, I, if there's anything, it should be a monument about me, Adam. Oh, I understand. It's that. always about me. Let's buddy. do that. Adam, yes, today in sports history. Brought to you from the pages of history.com and on this day slash sports, Adam. Okay. That's the Bam Bam Bigelow song. I know that song anywhere. <laughs> Do you really? Yeah. Now, now, if I remember right, this is the guy that had the like the unitard thing and it had like flames all over it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he had like a buzz cut hair uh-huh, or something, yeah. like really close hair. Uh, and he was a big dude, of course, but I don't remember. I don't remember that song at all. He's part of the Dr. Koa Promotions Mimi Factory. Oh, is he? Yeah, Bam Bam. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah, I haven't seen his memes yet. I don't think so. Where there's some hot chick, all of a sudden it, it changes screen, and they have him throwing himself head first from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know that was Bam Bam Bigelow. It's, it's Bam Bam Bigelow. Okay. <laughs> Big ball head diving. You know? What did he do in sports history? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> we went to our Mimi factory. <laughs> Adam in 1979, Adam. Wait a minute. This is not right. That's not Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> no. 1989, Adam. March the 26th, 1989. During WrestleMania 6, Adam. Okay. Held at the Hartford Civic Center in Connecticut, Adam. Yeah. Former NFL linebacker Lawrence Taylor. Yes. Defeated Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam Bigelow? Yes. What was their beef? In one of the biggest fake, (laughs) (laughs) in one of the biggest made up fake fights Uh in WWE history, Adam. (laughs) What could there possibly be? How's this even sports? (laughs) <laughs> was uh, was uh, Bam Bam Bigelow a Broncos fan or something? I guess so. He was mad at the Giants for beating him in the Super Bowl. It was the main event featuring the former NFL uh, New York Giant Adam. Mm-hmm. Uh, the match came as a result of here we go of an argument Adam, and the argument is in parentheses. Mm. <laughs> that yeah. took that took place between the two in the Royal Rumble. Oh, okay. So yeah. So what were the chances it was going to be the continuation of some argument that occurred in some previous event? Uh, when it came to W, I think at the time they may have been WWF. Did Lawrence Taylor have a real big finishing move? Some sort of huge sack tackle dance on his face type thing? Maybe snort some cocaine off of him or somewhere? <laughs> Probably. Somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> he was always drugged up. I, I don't know because this actually, I read this and this wasn't on a video, so I didn't get to see any of that. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. And you didn't know about this, huh? No, I didn't, that's I didn't know Lawrence Taylor was... Uh, that's excellent, Adam. From now on, I'm going to go to the weekly world news for news, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go to wrestling, Adam, for the sports. Well, well as long, as <laughs> to long try as we, to surprise you. No, because as the long last, as we stay factual. The last... <laughs> That is factual. That's Adam. what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. Again, argument in parentheses. <laughs> Adam, the reactions to the match were mixed. Well, <laughs> wasn't that entertaining? Is that what we're saying? Adam, mainly from the people from the South. <laughs> they had a lot to say about this, Adam. No way he's going to beat Bam Bam Bigelow. <laughs> Where, where's Hacksaw Jim Duggan? He's going up there with his two by four. Some people thought that Taylor Adam performed surprisingly well for a non-wrestler. Non-wrestler, but super athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, world-class athlete. Adam, a real athlete, by the way. <laughs> not to say that Bam Bam Bigelow is not a superb athlete. That is a big dude that moves like lightning. Lightning? Are you sure? Yeah, he's super fast, dude. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I mean, I'll believe you. Have you seen him in the memes? <laughs> Well, that's gravity. <laughs> that's not really him projecting himself. Others thought that the WWF, yes, pushing the football player to defeat a wrestler made professional wrestling look oh, bad. Bad, yeah, comedic. Yeah, we can't even handle an amateur. Well, Adam, we did have our former president also participate in WWF. Oh, that's right. He did a slapathon with uh, Vince McMahon, didn't he? Something like that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched wrestling in a long time. I used to watch wrestling a lot. It's a soap opera. It's funny. You go to work the next day or wherever, you're discussing this with the rest of the yahoos. My dad, mm -hmm. you can't tell my dad this is fake. Oh. You cannot tell Not my to this dad. day. I mean, at, cannot, at the time, back can, in no, the day. No, no, no. Not today. Listen, my dad. No. When my dad used to go to the live matches, yeah. my mom would, you know, give me the the head nod. Uh -huh. What are you doing? Your dad just left. Go. Because I mean, my dad was yelling at the referees. I mean, he's mimicking the moves in his seat. He's mimicking. The referees the moves. are in on it, you know. Yeah. Well, There's a storyline that they're having to follow. You can't tell my dad that, though. I mean, he says, "How is that not real blood?" <laughs> <laughs> That's the argument, Adam. Oh, oh, That's the oh. argument. <laughs> I'm not going to say that they don't get injured. Yes, of course, there's injuries in this theater. But no, there's, there's no way he believes that. There can't be. Anyway, Adam, it also says reviews for the event as a whole have also been mixed, Adam. The event has been called both the worst WrestleMania of all time. Oh, no. And that, it saved the WWE. I guess it did bring, would bring. How could it be both? This guy was a champion, wasn't he? Uh, this Lawrence Fishburne. What's his name? Lawrence Taylor? What's his name? Yeah, he was Clo a two-time Super Bowl in, champion. In the zone, Adam. Lawrence, I got that part. <laughs> I, another Lawrence that I like, Adam, is All time, Hall Je of Famer. Jennifer Lawrence. I definitely like that Lawrence, for I sure. I think he starred in a football movie with uh, Al Pacino as the coach. Oh, he was in that, too. Any Given Sunday. Any Given. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched that movie. LL Cool J was in that movie. Yeah, you're right. That's right. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx was in that movie. Yeah, Dennis right. Quaid. So that's Adam. That was today, Adam, mm. in sports history. Just in case, Adam, yeah. remember the offer's up, so you could go ahead and take it over anytime. Wow. Jackson 5. Eh. 
Adam, to Dan Rock History, buddy. Mm-hmm. Brought to you from the pages of history.com. Today in music.com. Songfacts.com slash history, Adam. Yes. And we have a new one, Adam. Oh, no. There's another resource? Classicbands.com. Classic bands? Yes. I got to check this one that out. That one is short and sweet, actually. I love that. <laughs> That's why we're going short and sweet through these. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. March the 28th, 1971. All right. Ed Sullivan, Adam, you know who that is? That was the guy who uh, hosted that variety show and had all those big acts on right as they were first breaking in America. You got that right, mi amigo. Yes. Took to the stage for the last time as America's host to its most popular variety show, Adam. Okay. The program's 23-year run Wow. on CBS would come to an end. A few days later, when producer Bob Pretch got a call from CBS president Bob Wood advising him that the show would not be back for another season. Oh, wow. They just <laughs> pulled the rug out from under him? Just like that. They thought it was going to continue? Yes. Oh. Sullivan did not take the news well, Adam. No. <laughs> wow. Reportedly saying, well, I'll be a son of a bitch. <laughs> Quote, Adam. It's quoted. <laughs> That's the most vulgar thing you could think of at the time. <laughs> After all I've done for this fucking network over the years, I added fucking just for <laughs> just for effect, Adam. Wow, I thought he was so legendary that yeah. there'd be no way that they would just like take care of him like that. Whoa. Did they have something on deck to take its place? This was a CBS broadcast, right? Mm-hmm. Because I know that when David Letterman moved over to CBS, he took over the Ed Sullivan Theater, and that's where he had his show at. That's what it was named after him. Sure, of course. And as a matter of fact, I also saw performances by the Foo Fighters there. Many this week, Adam, as I peruse through. Yes. They were Dave Letterman fans, so there's a little Ed Sullivan Foo Fighter connection right there. Yes. I already missed that one, Adam. (laughs) Sure, sure. We're weaving this together. Adam, I did not... I didn't get anything from Florida or from WrestleMania with the Foo Fighters, but on the rock segment, I'm able to to piece it together, Adam. Well, he had a, this was the the scene where all of the big acts went to. This is this is the place. Even the Maori Fire Eaters would show up at the stage and they would do all their crazy dancing on the same night that the Beatles would be there. You know, oh yeah, For wild a, variety. Absolutely. And then one of the cool things here, Adam, it says that more than any other venue, Sullivan Show provided a springboard to stardom for many of rock and roll acts of that day, Adam. Sure. Introducing Elvi Presley, Adam. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know who that is, right? I do. I do. Yes, I, do. Yes, I do. I do. I just check. The guy who used to run around in, in a yeah, bread a, truck. A bakery truck. <laughs> <laughs> and dabbled in uh, witchcraft as well, Adam. The Beatles and many, many more in America, Adam. Comedians, Alan King may have summed it up best when he uh, earlier quipped, Ed does nothing, but he does it better than anybody else on television. Legendarily tried to get these bands to change their lyrics from their suggested material, like The Doors, Light My Fire, and and the Let's Spend the Night Together by the Rolling Stones, trying to Let's Spend Some Time Together, tried to uh, G-rate it. For the television. Adam, he would have been a faithful listener and watcher, Adam, of Fox News. <laughs> Settle down, class. It's this week's rockin' higher education lesson on Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate.
Adam. You got this one, Tommy? Fool in the rain. Ooh. <laughs> the I would have told, told you ramble on. But the first word starts with an F. You're very close. I was in the zone. For your life. I was close. <laughs> Adam. Yes. Led Zeppelin me, baby. All right. Led Zeppelin's seventh studio album, Presence was released on March 31, 1976. Mm. However, this Zeppelin 101 isn't about that. <laughs> the record cover. 1513, Adam? And its inside sleeve features a 12-inch black four-sided twisted obelisk known only as the object. Positioned in a variety of oh. scenes with normal people from everyday life, what was the hidden meaning behind the object? Jimmy Page revealed, When I think of the group, I always think of power and force. There's a definite presence there. Zeppelin were at the time ubiquitous and an unavoidable musical powerhouse that stretched their voluminous influence to the far reaches of the earth. The symbolism shows the vast, intrusive, permeating essence where one night might not expect to find thunderous drums and searing guitar solos from the legendary band. Shown in an array of random locations where the object makes an appearance, from a golf course, a mountain observation point, a flower garden, a factory floor, and poolside, there's a centerpiece for a family at a dinner table, an instructional tool used by a grade teacher in school, <laughs> uh, used by a pediatrician in an exam of a baby, and as a form of great value about to be carted into a bank vault. As a prom promotional tool, a run of 1,000 individually numbered objects were produced by Swan Song Records. This has become one of the rarer pieces of Zeppelin memorabilia. In uh, 2013, number 834 sold on eBay for around $2,000. Tommy, the obelisk is our Zeppelin 101 for this week. Adam, I thought you were going to say that's one of the things that uh, Robert Plant used to jam down his <laughs> jeans. <laughs> There's some photos that make you wonder that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I came up with that one on the spot, by the way, Adam. You did? I did, I did. I did. I'm so good. <laughs> All right, Adam. Yes. 1985, Adam. Yes, Tommy. This has to be bringing back 10-year-old Adam memories. Mm. Or are you listening still to the religious shows? <laughs> no. No? Were you expanding by then? This was definitely in my zone. Okay, good deal. <laughs> I got to check, Adam. I got to see what time you've transitioned. I pretty much went from zero to rock. I didn't really have like a, a point where I kind of bridged a gap over something else. You went from uh, Billy Graham to Ozzy Osbourne. And <laughs> Adam, April the 1st of uh, 1981, Adam. David Lee Roth, Adam. Yeah. Quit Van Halen shortly after releasing his version of the Beach Boys' California Girls. Mm. Did That's you wait, the way to do it. Did you wait to experience a good amount of success with this cover version of this song? Or did he just drop it and say, I'm out? 
He dropped it and said, I'm David Lee Roth. You guys just heard me on Jump in Panama. I'm sizzling. Mm. <laughs> and I'm without the Van Halen voice. Mm. Move out the way, here I come. Yeah. <laughs> this song featured actually uh, Carl Wilson, uh, known in Puerto Rico as Carlos Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> no, Carl Wilson was on this background vocals, Adam. Is that a Beach Boy? Yes, Adam. Okay. I knew it was with the Wilson. It's but a Wilson, damn it. I mean, it could have been like Mookie Wilson. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> uh, Mookie Wilson is a baseball player. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm just checking. Baseball. I'm just checking, Adam. It's sports, Adam. <laughs> I'm not manly enough when it comes to sports. Roth's record actually yeah. sold slightly better than the original. Oh, wow. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> we knew that that was going to happen. Yes. Oh, I know this one. You definitely know this one, too, Adam. Yeah, this is, this is definitely in our era. How old were you when this came out? Oh, this is the song. Yeah. <laughs> you can turn it down now. <laughs> I always remember going to a Pizza Hut, and a Pizza Hut would always have that tabletop version. It was flat or something. I think it still does. Oh, does it? Pizza Hut's that upgraded. <laughs> <laughs> After Wing Street, it was done. They're still mid '80s in their yeah. technology. Hmm. <laughs> Pac-Man Fever song. Yeah, it's about an arcade game. What were the chances? Yeah, no. who'd, who'd have guessed <laughs> that had America Adam enthralled and it cracked the top ten, which is amazing, becoming the only song about a video game to ever do so. Really? That's what it said here, Adam. Hmm. That's the really. Jingle Riders, Jerry Buckner and Gary Garcia got a case of the Pac-Man fever when they discovered the game at a restaurant in Marietta, Georgia. Was it a Pizza Hut? And decide to write a song about it. Using the sound effects recorded from the actual game, they put together Pac-Man fever at them. After that, it just became history at them. Do you think if it didn't have the actual sound effects from the game, that it would have any success? Uh, that's hard to say. If you were just singing your love for Pac-Man? They go hand in hand. <laughs> I would think... It was playing on the local radio station down in Atlanta, it says here. And then the executives from CBS caught a wind of it and said, wow, this is driving the people in Atlanta crazy. It drives me crazy just listening to the whole two minutes of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> they gave them 10 days to come up with a whole album after they were signed. And they did it. They were jingle writers, so they're wow. prof professional musicians. I mean, I'm sure they had a bunch of shit. I can't believe around. that the Call of Duty song has never made the charts. <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> well, there has to be. People love Call of Duty so uh, much. Would, there has yeah, to be a song about that, it. Because if I know about Call of Duty, believe you me, it's popular. I am not a video game person. I think we've discussed this before. You know, you can't be, I can't be. No. Because I can hold the device where you control your player. You told me that. Yes, I remember. I'm, I'm totally useless because <laughs> I don't move properly. I don't fat. I don't move fast. I don't move properly. I, I can't sight anything, and I get killed in about 0. 0.7 seconds. I, I couldn't play pong if I just mm. don't have it. It's too. It's boring. It does nothing to me. I have no joy, any kind, no no uh, intention of sitting in front of a TV and just. I just that's not me. You were too old when the initial games came out i think it was in my teens when they first came out really yeah i remember the arcade springing up in town hmm. i didn't have any money to play on them anyway so hmm. yeah, yeah that's a that's a factor okay i remember like galaga and galaxy something and you know this or the other donkey kong yeah i remember that i remember that everybody crowded around whoever the i guess would be the pinball wizard yeah. of the uh, video games i was going to ask would you play pinball machine I did, over yeah. 
a video game type of uh, thing? I first played uh, pinball. I mean, my dad, I, mean, he, I told you this, my dad would take me to these bars and they put me in the back room and just wait for my dad to finish getting hammered and then take him home. I'd flip cards for the hoodlums that were in the back. Oh, nice. Yeah. I never told you this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you, you mentioned this. And they showed me how to play flippers, what they called a flipper, which were the pinball machines. Hmm. Still wasn't good at that either. Evidently, there's some skill to that one involved well, as well. Well, there's a song about pinball. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's true. That probably made the charts. But too. this was the the only one, Adam, about a video game. Oh, a video game. Yeah. That's okay. I love this song, Adam. This is definitely one of my songs. Top songs. I know it it's is. creeping dead. <laughs> Adam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. Introduce this. I'm too excited. Oh, of course, it's Creeping Death by Metallica. Ooh. A live version. No way. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh. What's in the Metallica news today? 1986. I'm about to replace Kiss Butt with Metallica here in any minute. <laughs> what do you mean? You have a never-ending list of you'll, Kiss you'll, items. You'll find out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> 1986, Adam. Uh-huh. March the 27th, 1986. In Valley Center, Kansas, Adam. Whoa! Yes, that's, I have, that's local. I have to plug it in, That's Adam. local. That's right. We are Wichita-based podcast, Adam. Uh-huh. By the way, hashtag Wichita-based podcast. <laughs> Metallica joined none other than mm-hmm. the Prince of Darkness himself, Mr. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, they were the openers? Yes, on his Ooh. Ultimate Sins tour, Adam. Wow, what a show. Yes, sir. Here's their playlist, Adam. This Okay, this is following Master of Puppets. You got it. So oh, we have all of that fantastic material. Cliff Burton still there. Oh, go ahead. Hit me. This is the genesis, Adam, of the Damage Inc. tour. Right, because they were still an opening act at this point. Yes. Got it. They opened up yes. the show with... Uh-huh. Can I get the battle ready? <laughs> I would apologize, Adam, to our listeners. <laughs> okay. But if they're true Metallica fans. Now, hold on. Was that an actual recording that you played there? Or was that? <laughs> Adam, that's not me. Oh, that was just you. That's oh, not me oh. singing from the, from the stands. <laughs> if they were true Metallica fans, Adam, they got excited when they heard me. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes, and then after that, Adam is Master of Puppets. Oh, right on the shoot. Master. That was number deuce. Wow. Okay. That was right here, right there in the Kansas Coliseum. I understand. For whom the bell tolls. The bells toll. Oh, love it. Hemingway novel based song. Mm-hmm. Okay. Adam. <laughs> yes. Ride the lightning. Ride the lightning. Of course. Welcome home, sanitarium. This is, let me. We haven't even touched the first album yet. We've only been in the last two previous albums, right? Anesthesia, pulling teeth. Bass solo thing, yes, yes. Thing that should not be. Yeah, okay. Mm. We're just going to play all of Master of Puppets. (laughs) Fade to Black Adam. Okay. The song that uh, we used to uh, do the uh, bit on uh, Tommy Daycare. Seek and Destroy. (laughs) Remember that little Jason? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Good one. <laughs> that was a good one. I guess. <laughs> My creeping death. What's the What's the other one? Good. <laughs> By the way, that was the first encore. So the lights went out of the Kansas Coliseum, oh. and they came back with this. 
the opening act to get mm-hmm. multiple encores as well. And then, wow, you're gonna sing the call back on this one, right? I you're, am. Yes. All right. Am I evil? Yes, I am. <laughs> Adam. <laughs> I don't know if anybody <laughs> listening is actually going to enjoy the show <laughs> through this portion right now. Uh-huh. It was like you and me were there, Adam. Yeah. Damaging. And they finished the show, Adam, with whiplash. Wow. Wow. As a matter of fact, we should just stop the podcast right now. <laughs> What's coming up next is probably going to kill everything we just did right now. <laughs> Do we want to get right? Oh, I did. <laughs> I got rocked by Metallica, not by these guys. Well, those people, back in 1986, they wanted to get rocked. <laughs> so they went to a Metallica and Ozzy yes, show. Yes, yes, they did, Adam. 1992, Adam. March the 31st, 1992. Uh-huh. <sighs> Def Leppard released their fifth album, Adrenalize. The first by the band following the 1991 death of guitarist Steve hey, Clark. Steve Clark. Hey, you brought them up earlier. Yeah, former Dio and White Snake. <laughs> Guitarist Vivian Campbell, we're just talking about that, mm-hmm. brought in as the newest member in April of 1992. He appears on all the promotional videos for the album Signal, except for Let's Get Rocked, despite not playing on the album, Adam. Wow. That's a little, you know, Vivian Campbell tidbit on there. Vivian Campbell also, I believe, is a cancer survivor. Is he? Yeah. We saw him a couple years ago, remember? Yes, we did. I don't remember anything other than... Playing? <laughs> anything other than... The lead singer had the, uh, the the bustier type thing, had like a, a the oddest shaped body, like very narrow waist and like a shelf that was holding all of his mass <laughs> in his chest. This weekend, oh yeah, yes. Oh. Cycle Circus Adam. The live version. That's what this is. Tommy, is this your song? Oh, Adam. Not only is this my song, I believe this is the live recording from Australia. This is with the Symphonic Orchestra. Oh, is it? Mm. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I can pick this one out. Wow. There's a couple I can pick. I can pick this one out. I can pick the one out in Vegas. Uh, the uh, Kiss Rocks Vegas, because... By the way, I was there, Adam, when, oh, okay. when that was recorded. You well, could of course you'd be able to You could hear out. me yelling. In the... I understand. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. You know? <laughs> that's, my, that's my signature. <laughs> Screech of my howl of metal. Just crazy excitement. Yes, Adam. 2000, Adam. April the 1st of 2000. Kiss is not the feature story on this piece of history, Adam. Wait a minute. This is history. <laughs> Isn't isn't this our our history? But it's related, Adam. It's related. They're they're there. They're there in the background of this, Adam. There was kissing going on. (laughs) Yes, there always is. (laughs) Even when they're... Anyway, let's move on. Ted Nugent, Adam, while opening for Kiss... Sweaty Teddy. ...at a concert in Houston, Texas, of all places, makes derogatory remarks about non-English speaking Americans. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. In Houston, Adam... Nice. <laughs> By the way, Adam, uh-huh. his return date slated for next August was canceled. Oh, <laughs> just, it was only canceled there. 
doesn't he have other stops in like well, uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico, well, or something? <laughs> Adam, you've been out there. You, you, you understand that audience. As a matter of fact, you live with one of those audiences. Yeah, no kidding. But there's English spoken, so I guess that that's like a, a, a get out of jail free card. That, that's, that's okay. That's not a big deal. <laughs> if you need a proof that Ben Nugent is a brave man, fearless, fearless, this guy. Seek no more. Mm. He's a fucking crazy genius. Is and, what he and he is. did that on stage, I'm assuming. Yes, of course. <laughs> it did go over well in the Kiss Camp, Adam. <laughs> Was he removed from the tour? Of course, he was canceled. He, he was supposed to come back in August. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> the return day never happened. Mm. Gene and Paul, they're you know they're very pro immigrant. They're very pro. I think that Paul Stanley has more liberal views or a little bit more understanding than Gene does. But Gene is super pro immigrant. He's an immigrant himself. He's very proud of that. Sure. And his mom, you know, his mom was a, a death camp survivor. Wow, yeah. So you talk about immigrants, you're going to have a problem with Gene Simmons, but I'm probably going to get the real Gene Simmons in your face. Nobody's accused Ted Nugent of not speaking his mind. Oh, no, of course not. That's what he's going to be known for, Mm -hmm. for sure. So you can imagine those two personalities. (laughs) Oh, by the way, both of them are non-drinkers, and both of them don't do cannabis. I do think that Gene Simmons is a little bit more conservative. And legendary skirt chasers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Are you, do you think they, their they, songs their songs have nothing to do with that, Adam? No. They have so many things that they could just come together yes, on. No. <laughs> but Randy Teddy wants to go ahead and yell at non-speaking Americans, by the way. <laughs> you made that very clear. Oh. You're an American. You need to speak English. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I think Randy Teddy would be with uh, in conjunction with that one person who wrote this email that told me how to speak English, Adam. Oh, probably right. <laughs> but, you know, lately Gene Simmons has been doing uh, promos for uh, for some gambling something online. Don't they have their Rock and Brews casino it's, type thing It's about opening to open, up? yeah. It's about to open. I, what, what's I ha- still are there, don't are have Are there opening events of, where they're just going to be there, or is there some sort of a performance of some sort? I really don't know. About this time... In 2017 is when I hit the stage with Gene right. Simmons about this right, time. Right, right, right. But it's supposed to be almost done. Oh, really? Yeah. So I said, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll look at it probably next week when I drive down there. But shit, I might even drive down there this week. I don't know. Is it a casino and it's all theirs? Is it their, their ownership or they're just attached to it? It's the, the natives there. What's the Choctaw? No, Choctaw is down there close to Texas. I forget which tribe this one is. The Potawatomis. Could be. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I could, your your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> I've been down just there. Go with yeah, that. just pa- go with that. Pawnee, Kansas. You oh. know all the local ones here. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. Okay, I'm excited. <laughs> ah, we love you too. <laughs> See what I told you, Adam? <laughs> I told you. Okay. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I would like to go with you, you know, since we didn't go to to the one that yeah, you saw me on stage in my whole my good my whole glory. Yeah. Matter of fact, since I don't doesn't look like I'll be having any kiss news, probably using that next week. I'll be shooting kiss craps. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> nah, bro. You, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Historic hip hop rapizzle moment. Yo. 
Yo. <laughs> Before you hit it, you know, you know what I just remember when I when I heard the yo, uh, that uh, yo. Reco- that recording from that uh, Kansas City Chief that was traded, oh, Tyreek, Tyre- yeah, uh huh, he's a fartist as well. <laughs> Ooh, oh boy, what about that funky? This sounds like one of the classic old ones, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh. This is P. Diddy, Adam. Oh. Yeah. Can't been, nobody hold me down. This is sampled, is it? Probably, yeah, because this is off of, uh, I want to say, uh, Grandmaster Flash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it? It's like a jungle sometime. Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, Adam. Wow. Man. <laughs> this must be the rap is Take out your thesaurus, Adam, <laughs> and replace all the S's with Z's. <laughs> Adam, 2008. Uh huh. March the 27th, 2008. <laughs> For real, take out the S's and replace <laughs> Adam, the Los Angeles Times published yeah. and later retracted. Oh. Let, me, let me get this. Oh, no. must not have been good. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, when it comes to rap puzzle, I can't find nothing positive. Well, this is kind of positive. Okay. Because they retracted it. Was retracted. It. Yes, yes. A story that Sean P. Diddy Combs. Puffy. Adam. I don't know what name he had at that time. It oh. would have been one of the P's, I'm sure. Yeah. Had... A hand in the 1994 New York City shooting, Adam. Okay. Prior to the Las Vegas slaying of Tupac Shakur in 1996, Adam. So he had it out for Tupac? That's is what, that what they, that's what they that's said. The that's is? what the Los Angeles Times said. Mm. In the end, it was all fiction, Adam. Did they cite any sources? Check this out now. Oh. I thought this was interesting, so hopefully I did catch your attention on this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is hip-hop this is like drama. A murder mystery. Yes, Adam. <laughs> Almost, but it was fictional history, like what they rap about. It was fiction. It was uh, conjured up by an imprisoned con man, Adam. Oh. I guess that's the genesis of the story. The Los Angeles Times had to apologize for relying on what appeared to be a forged document for a story linking Combs to the 1994 shooting of Tupac. That's the one where he got shot out of the side of a studio. I don't know if you remember that. In oh, the, he got shot in, in the groin. In, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. How would you uh, be yes, able to forget that? Yes, it's the one they sling his piece. <laughs> Swing at the bullets, Adam. <laughs> I let somebody shoot at me 15 times. You're not going to hit my, my, my groin. Uh, yeah. I think it was five times, was it? I can't remember. I don't know. The Times article said that the uh, newspaper had obtained FBI documents they thought they were going on credible sources with the FBI documents, I guess, uh, inciting a confidential informant. It goes back and forth. But it's just a conjurer yes, that came up with some yes, story. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. Some guy called James Jimmy the Henchman Rosemont and a promoter called James Sabatino helped plan the attack on Shakur with Puffy Combs, yada, yada, yada. Long story short, is a bunch of bullshit. Did they cite a reason why there was this bad blood? They said they were trying to get uh, Shakur to come on board some kind of promotional thing. <laughs> That's a good way to start. <laughs> <laughs> and he shunned them. Or, well, shoot your pee-pee off, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I, I believe the Amish community would use the word shun. <laughs> Tupac shunned them. <laughs> but since we're, we're in the hip-hop rap hizzle, he was dissed 
Ooh. Or they were dissed at them, yes, would be the word. I understand. This would mean... They couldn't let that disrespect go out oh, into yes, the community yes. and say, hey, you know, Tupac dissed these fools. The definition of diss at them is uh, not that. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because if you... Because if you look at your hip hop rap hizzle, yeah, the T's are replaced by D's. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> Adam. Anyway, uh-huh. it was uh, one of the guys. Uh, he wanted to interject himself in anything that was hip hop. Uh, he was one of those crazy fans. As a matter of fact, his dad testified. I want to say in court, saying, "Listen, my son has some problems." I would say, "You think he couldn't try out to be a hype man or something?" No, I would know. He's got to start accusing somebody yeah, of attempted murder. No, it was just insane. Uh-huh. It's crazy. The report also stated that the newspaper had spoken with the informant and verified that this was a fact. That's what. The- <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact, Jack. That- Print it. They- <laughs> At the New York City venue where Tupac was shot the night of the attack, it also stated other unnamed sources contacted for the article that verified the accuracy of the documents. So, wow. Gunn says Sabatino himself created the fake documents. The con man. James Sabatino, 31, had long sought to insinuate himself after the fact in a series of important hip-hop events from Shakur shooting to the murder of the notorious B.I.G. What are we going to do when the newspapers keep printing uh, things that are not true? This must have never happened before. Anyway, the smoking gun ad, which was the website that actually covered this, Adam, stated that Sabatino was a little more than a rap devotee and a wildly impulsive, overweight white kid from Florida whose own father once described him in a letter to a federal judge as a disturbed young man who needed attention like a drug. Wow. That's not important. (laughs) That's complete bullshit. (laughs) I like the other part of the story. (laughs) At least we know he's fat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was the hip-hop. You see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Adam. This is one of your favorites. Can we go back to to Creeping Death, please? <laughs> this is one of your favorites, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course. This is Cardi, Cardi B. B. Yeah. One of Gosito's favorite, too. Former dancer, right? I think so. Uh, who is this? Who's, is that her singing? Uh, she's she's featured, but it's uh, I, Mark Keys, what? with a Z. <laughs> so, so it's hip-hop yeah, it's, it's, it's hip-hop. It, featuring it, Cardi B. Coronavirus song. It meets the mail, Adam, on... Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes, Gosilo. I agree with you. What was that? I missed you, it. You don't understand them? No, I, I missed that one. Uh, Gosilo, please repeat that for Adam. You got it now? He said she was the kind of dancer he likes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, Gosilo. I understand now. Adam, 2020, Adam. Okay. March the 7th, 2020. Again, Adam. Mm. We're going to visit that year. Oh, yeah. As record stores were forced to close down due to COVID-19, Adam. Yep. And music fans became preoccupied with social distancing and quarantine. Yes. Recorded music sales dropped off dramatically. Sure. Sales of digital albums, CDs, vinyl, LPs, and cassettes amounted to just $1.52 million for the previous week. When everything shut down, if you had an album that was scheduled for release... So many of them were just delayed. It's like, oh, we're not going to put it out now. You, Nobody's going to come out and get our shit. You could, you could say goodbye to that sale. Yeah, exactly. So, of course, they're just going to drop off the cliff. New music wasn't coming out. That's when everybody was crying that, oh, we're not selling our... Sure. 
the upper echelons, yes, they're they're going to be fine. But the ones that were trying to struggle and be road dogs and be out there and put out their material and try to survive, you dying mean, on a vine. You mean the ones that wouldn't use American Idol? <laughs> yeah, as their right, 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 right. It was estimated by Billboard, Adam, mm -hmm. to be the lowest total since the mid nineteen sixties. Hmm. I believe it. Everything shut down. We were trying to uh, log in and see people on their little uh, Instagram videos where they would play songs for oh, us yeah. live or or whatever social media platform. Adam, thanks to the Irishman of uh, <laughs> Dropkick Murphy. Dropkick Murphy. <laughs> my, my fellow countryman. <laughs> Your former fellow well, countryman. Well, uh, hell, hey. <laughs> there are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it. Because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Whoa, what Adam. Do we, what do we got today, Tommy? What do you think I may have today, Adam? I have a sneaking suspicion that it might come from a certain band. Am I right? You are right, Adam. Hit it, Cosilo. Oh. There it is right there. Oh, one of our faves. Adam, it's Walk by the Foo Fighters. A million miles away. Soak it in. Mm. Your signal. Cosilo, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. We, we can't go any further right now. Okay. Released June 17th, 2011. Okay. Off of their album. It was the third single, by the way, off of this album. Wasting Light. Wasting Light. One of the better ones of theirs. According to Dave Grohl, he came up with the verse about having a trial. And we were just talking about Dave Grohl trial. A time of difficulty? Yes. Okay. After the time, he was helping his daughter, Violet, learning to walk, dude. Oh, had to be super young at this point. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And yeah, now yeah, she's on yeah, stage yeah, 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 <laughs> singing yeah, yeah. with him. Okay. Until she was able to walk on her own. Here we are talking about all kinds of stuff today. Yeah. We're talking about my grandson walking. We're talking about trials and tribulations that these guys are going through. And here comes this fantastic song. Yeah. Walk at him. Inspired awesome. by the trial of his daughter, Trying to beginning to take her first steps. Yes, and there's wow. some more to it. So, Adam, just let's go ahead and jump right into those lyrics, Adam. Go see, hit it again. I think I lost my way. Getting good at starting over every time. That I and here it comes, baby. Mm-hmm. Musically, I love it. We're building. We're on a construction site, and we're building this song. We're heading towards some sort of an explosion. But yes, go ahead. I know you don't listen to uh, lyrics, Adam. <laughs> or... Well, I hear them, but I don't analyze. Yes, go ahead. This lyric, and uh, I want to save this probably for the end of the podcast. Let's just jump right into what it says right here. It starts with a million miles away. Mm -hmm. You're a signal in the distance. Even though you're that far, a million miles, mm -hmm. you're that little bleak. Mm -hmm. He's telling that to somebody. 
if you transpose yourself or you replace yourself with him, you're the one, not Dave Grohl, looking that million miles away. But it's, that's it's a long ass way to go. A million miles. Could not be, you know, totally accurate. Just a long ways away. Meaning a it, very, very great distance away. And it's all symbolic. Sure. Got it. To whom it may concern is what he says. When you write correspondence to a person that you don't know. Or an organization of or some be sort. Getting it, or who be getting it, right, in that organization. Yeah. That's to whom it may concern. So somebody's in charge and you're hoping that that person, that's what it tells me, you're hoping that person will get it. It'll find their hands. Sure. And you're just letting them know. I think I've lost my way. Maybe where you want to reach those million miles. I don't know who you are. I don't know what light's out there. Okay. Don't know what's behind the light. But to whom am I concerned? I think I've lost my way. But, he says, getting good at starting over. Now, does that mean directionally or maybe lost way in taking the wrong path in life? I think metaphorically it could be either one. But I do think it's just getting lost in a path of life. Not so much as a literally, I need to find... You're the, off track right. on, on your goal. Yes. My, the satellite is not hitting my Google Maps. Got it. Okay. All right? Mm -hmm. Every time that I return, so once he gets to this light, you know, let him know. I'm good at starting over every time that I return. Give me that chance. Get me to where I need to be at. I'm going to start again because I'm pretty damn good at it once I'm there again. Okay. So there's an up and down. Yeah. So then he goes right into the chorus. He goes, learning to walk again. I believe I've waited long enough. Where do I begin? I just kind of fucked that up singing a little bit, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It says, learning to walk again. He repeats it. Can't you see I've waited long enough? Where do I begin? He wants to set himself going in the right direction to get wherever he needs to be at. And we see he again, we're going to go ahead and replace ourselves or whoever may be going through some shit right now. So whatever endeavor he's undertaking, the initial part of it is like he's learning to walk. It's like he's he's starting over at the very beginning. Or he started or he had started previous to that, somehow screwed it all up. Maybe he's off. He took some steps away from that course. Okay. And he say, listen, you know, I'm a human being. I make mistakes. I need to learn how to walk again. And the only way I can learn is to get to this location and I'll be taught again. Okay. And again, because you have to keep on trying. You can't give up in life. He goes into the second verse and he goes, do you remember the days we built these paper mountains, then sat and watched them burn? Okay. What does that tell you, Adam? Do you remember the days? We built this podcast, Adam. Mm. We built a podcast. This sure. empire. Sure. Yeah. Right? Then sat and watched it burn. How do we do that? Well, what, we, what have we done? We've not creatively cared for our podcast we've created? Adam, in our cases, we had external. <laughs> <laughs> we had external problems, Adam. Oh, oh, oh. Not us, Adam. Oh, oh, oh. We oh, were oh. focused. Oh, okay. We were taken off our course by slaps. <laughs> <laughs> Not literal though, Adam. <laughs> Emotional ones. These At, okay. But honey, Adam's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? So they created the paper mountains, and the paper mountains might be like a relationship of some sort, or, or maybe that's a, a better half, girlfriend, or whatever. They've created something together, and then they've allowed the fire to just take it away and burn it to smithereens, mm -hmm. where they have to begin. It could be a project of any kind. It could be a personal project. It could be a professional project. Huh. It could be anything. All right. All, right, all right. I think I found my place, though, after we watched it burn, right? Okay, okay. Can't you feel it's growing stronger? In other words, listen, I'm more dedicated right now. Hmm. I'm ready not to build paper mounds this time. 
might be cardboard mountains, a little bit more sturdy than paper. But how many times do you get to try to walk again, to try to start over? I think the point is, even though uh, you could fail X amount of times, and you could be eternally failing until you pass away, let's say, of old age, you okay. can't stop trying. I think that's what it is. Because after he says, can't you feel it growing stronger? Little conquerors. That's the part that kind of threw me. Mm. Can't you feel it's getting stronger? Listen, I screw this project up. I'm getting stronger. I think I could tackle it again because I'm a little conqueror. I'm not this humongous conqueror mm. that comes and gets it right the first time. Hmm. I'm the one that wins the small battles until I eventually get to what I need. Can you agree with that maybe? Um, and the proper application. I mean, there are certain things where if someone has just repeated failure after failure, you're going to just have to part ways and say, you don't get another shot. Go see hit it again. Because we've already ran through the lyrics on this. It's very heartfelt. Yes. Agreed. And then, and then here it comes. That's what you just said right now. It's building to this moment right now. And this time... The guy picks up and he's telling him, let's remember the days. Mm -hmm. So this sounds like there's partnership there. We did this together. Yeah. So it's it sounds like it's not just uh, one entity in their journey through life. It sounds like it's a pair or it's, it's, a, it's a group, perhaps. And in this case, you could feel this because he's, he's a member of a band. Mm -hmm. Here comes into the chorus again. This time it's a little bit more stronger. It's a little bit more in your face. Mm -hmm. He's making his point at a uh, higher level on this part of the song. Adam, he's clamoring. He's saying, hey, mm -hmm. I was going to say, here comes my hero. <laughs> <laughs> but you feel it, don't no, we're, we're I mean, walking. We're walking. You're here. walking. <laughs> we're trying, we're yes. trying to walk. Get out of here. Here we go. All right. Here's, this, here's the second part of the song. I guess it bridges at this point. Don't you pay no mind. He says again. See? Mm-hmm. So, okay, go see, let's stop it. Okay, now, now it seems like there's there's building intensity. There's building musical intensity. Does, now, does that speak to, like, the desperation of the person singing this song? Well, the music is going with the lyric. Like I told you before, he's clamoring. He's yes. yelling. He's at his full volume. Mm-hmm. And he's saying all these things. He says, for the very first time, don't pay no mind. Set me free, Adam, again. So mm -hmm. he's already been through this. He's going to go it again. The reason he needs to learn to walk. Now, just think about this. Right now, this has to be going through. And again, I'm, I'm speculating here. This is the kind of stuff that has to be going through Dave Grohl's mind right now. At least uh, us as fans, what can this possibly mean from bringing your friend from South America to bury him in California more than likely? Mm -hmm. Knowing that you have all this history and, Adam, you need to learn how to walk again. Yes. 
your journey as the entity that you once were is now dead. It's now gone. And you have to decide if you're going to rebuild this thing or if you splinter off and you start a new walk, a new journey. So yes, we're at that decision point. Isn't that something? Yeah. You wrote a song that in the past, it's so, again, this is another one of those universal application songs. I guess if you're going through a thing, you can take and insert yourself in there and say, yes, I'm I'm dealing with this stuff. I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm also doing this. I'm begging you, please. I'm going to tell you something. Yes. I'm going to tell you something. It's, uh, it's going to sound kind of fucked up at the beginning of it. Oh, good. But, but <laughs> good. <laughs> it's a miracle you just say, let's get dark. But, <laughs> you love misery, Adam. You uh, truly do. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> so back in about 2011, okay. when this song came this out. This song? Uh, I was going through uh, some emotional, mental problems, and it had to do with the uh, the story about my cousin uh, who had been killed in Iraq during the war. You know, I told you this. Sure. And I was the one that brought him back home to have him buried. Anyway, every X amount of years, you had to get uh, recertified and retrained on being uh, this kind of casualty assistance person in the Army. You know, the guys will go knocking on the door, et cetera, et cetera. And at the training, I saw the plane that I took them back home on. And it had been, by then, it had been four years since... Separately. I mean, you saw it again. You saw the I same saw it plane? At, at this training, yes, because it's kind of like a charter contract company that they use. Oh, okay. So I may have shared this in a previous podcast. Uh, during that, I, when I saw the plane, four years of maybe bottling in all this emotion exploded in that class. When I was taking this recertification class. That was a trigger point. Yes. And the class was to uh, uh, do casualty assistance for soldiers that, for members Their that had families. passed away. Yes. Okay. And I just was out of control. And anyway, long story short is I spiraled. I uh, had to go through intensive therapies, you know, wow. some, some really crazy shit. I don't know if I had told you that or not, that part of it. But uh, this song, Adam, mm-hmm. had come out. Yeah. And I heard it and I says, wow. I need to learn how to walk again. Wow. So you have a personal connection with this particular song. song. Yes, yes, I do. Wow. That's wild. You know, I could tell you without, you know, (laughs) fucking it all like we did last episode with the Better Man song. You know, you got to get yourself out. You know, easier said than done. Took me about about a month for the like to level out. Wow. I had bottled all that grief in me and I didn't know, uh, you know, you're, uh, you know, I'm a big master sergeant in the army and that's what I project. Mm-hmm. That's what everybody needs to know, and I have no emotions, and that's how I did it. When uh, take my cousin home and bury him, you know, I just didn't have time to. I was dealing with all the other bullshit. I just didn't take care of myself. Wow. So and I crumbled, dude. I was uh, nothing. I was a uh, was a bunch of jelly for a, about a thirty day period. That's when when the trigger point, as you called it, mm-hmm. uh, hit. I was still. Maybe two to three weeks. I couldn't sleep at night. I wake up crying. I'd have nightmares. I mean, it was really crazy. And this was four years after. This is four years so, after. I had so done during that. that four years, was there signs that this was in there? I wouldn't know. You don't stop to take care of yourself. Hmm. You're in the service, man. You don't have time to be bullshitting around. You know, wow. You got to work. You have to bring the bread home. So know? just that one visit, that one visual, yeah, brought you back to that time, and wow. And it just all crumbled. To put it in mechanical terms, you know the clutch? You press the clutch, you give it a little bit of gas, Mm -hmm. you let the clutch out, and the vehicle moves forward. Yes. That clutch, when I was trying to let it out- You're grinding your gears. I was giving a bunch of gas, and nothing was happening. Mm. 
That's what it felt like. I was going nowhere. I was doing nothing. I mean, I was nothing. Obviously, I had to share it with Awilda, and, you know, which is very supportive. And we screw around a lot of our spouses here in this show, but it's all joking. Yeah. You know, this song, that was it. I have to learn to walk. And I saw it on Letterman, if I remember mm. correctly. They were just coming out with it. Is this when they had their little Letterman residency thing? Where I, they were I there for like remember, a week or so? I can't not remember that. Hmm. And I says, wow. I dabbled into the Google search, looked at the lyrics at the time, and like, oof. So were you considering like this song as being a an assistance to you getting better? Was this something that provided a little spark of inspiration it or pushed something? Me. I'm going off of memory here. I won't think a lot when it comes to action. I think immediate and act. I really don't care too much about the consequences because I have a task in front of me. Nine times out of ten, I have to put rocks underneath the house and mm -hmm. move this. And the planning or the thinking to that is almost immediate. Anyway, long story short is for things like this, I have to sit down and analyze them for a minute. Does that make sense? Okay. And say, hey, I need to get better. You know, because they always ask this question, which, again, is very relevant. And you couldn't do that yourself. No, I couldn't. I just, I tried. Yeah. I tried. That way didn't work. So they always ask you this horrible question that is shocking as hell. Do you think about killing yourself? Oh, That's yeah. the question. The question is shocking? Yes, when, when a medical professional asks you that. Mm. Or are you shocked by your response? No, because that never has went through my oh, mind. Okay. But it makes you think for a minute. It says, kid, I get to that point. Hmm. Knowing the statistics, yes, I probably could have. I'm not saying I did. Okay. I didn't have suicidal tendencies or anything like that. But I said, no, I don't want to get to that. No, I'm Tommy Martinez, damn it. I foresaw in the future this podcast. You had to persevere. I had to persevere, exactly. <laughs> this is the pinnacle of my life, Adam. <laughs> I got to make another 10 years at least. This is the apex. <laughs> <laughs> but you understand. Yes, I understand. And this song was the one that did it for me. Wow. I so just that, So that's a, that's a super connection. You didn't even have that thought when this song was being brought up as the lyrics to Blow Your Mind? Did you have that in the back of your I mind? I didn't. I was thinking about Dave Grohl. I, tr I honestly was. Wow. Maybe this and is then you said you can apply it to different situations from different people. Then from there, applied it to yourself. I remembered applying it to wow. myself. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. You know, here's the thing. We as fans, and you and I do it here on this podcast. We've been doing it for two and a half years. We can make all the assumptions that we want about all these artists. Yeah. Do and we in, do. And we do. And we do it in jest. Yes. The great majority of the times. <laughs> Except for Snow, Adam. <laughs> we know that sucks. But <laughs> yeah. I would not want to be considered or remember that Snow any time in my life. <laughs> but <laughs> I would learn how to pure run. As, pure as the driven? I would, I would learn how to run at that point. <laughs> so I have to look at it going like, okay, what's the human factor here? It's somebody that I have all these wonderful experiences with. We have traveled the world. Okay. We've made fun of the Westboro Baptist Church. Oh. <laughs> you haven't and, lived until you've done that. Yeah, and on the back of a, you know, of, of a pickup truck. Right. Played to millions of people live. Mm -hmm. Have tons of fun doing it. Take the stage with most of your heroes. Because you're so big, you'd be able to invite pretty much anybody that you want. And they had the, a tour where... Whatever city they were in, whatever artists were there, they'd invite them and they'd come up and play songs. Have you seen Dave Grohl's birthday the at, LA at thing? the Forum in LA? Yeah, yeah. Like every uh, two songs, somebody yes. else come out. David Lee Roth would come out. Or, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. I yes, remember that. Yes. Doing what you love the most, these wonderful things, and all of a sudden, your friend passes away like that. 
you have to put yourself in that position. I did. I, I thought about that. I said, man, because I was reading all the horrible things about X amount of drugs in the system, this and the other. Sure. That's, again, besides the point, man. That has nothing to do with nothing. Who are you to write all this stuff? You're not thinking about this great human being that accompanied another great human being and entertained the hell out of us. That's the first thing that people go to, though. The more they hear, stuff, they hear, yeah. they, they say, "Why? What happened? I have to know why." And of course, you knew that it had to be some sort of substance, probably. And a, and you can't get away from that. You yes. really can't. It's just it's human nature again. Sure. But the human factor is what I think about. I says, "Wow." Emotionally, and you would think a person with the uh, demeanor that Dave Grohl has, which is happy-go-lucky, almost always, there has to be a part of an inside of him right now that brought him back to 1994 when they were riding again the crest of the wave mm -hmm. of success. So that's what I thought about. And this song was, I guess, if if anything, if if I were Dave Grohl, I'd be looking at this song and probably crying my my eyes out and saying, you know what, my buddy died. Mm -hmm. I have to learn how to walk again. Which is absolutely nuts. Hopefully, he's at that point. Oh, yeah. And not only for us as fans to see him again, but as him as a human being. And the other guys. And this guy's family. Because mm -hmm. if this guy was so beloved, at least as much of a public figure that he was, you're going to find some kind of dirt on him other than that he was doing maybe some kind of crazy drugs or something. You know, he wasn't. You never heard anything. Yeah, like I've you never said, heard I a bad you word. said that at the beginning of the, uh, yeah. the podcast. You never heard anything wrong about this guy. Mm-hmm. Just a joy to be around constantly. Yeah, learning to walk yeah. in. Learn to walk again. Man. So yeah, just hit it, man. Let's not go talk heavy. about this no more. It's heavy. heavy. Yeah, too, too heavy. <laughs> wow. God bless him, man. The Tommy and Adams hard to name podcast lyrics that will blow your mind. Uh, the volume levels are all fucked up today. <laughs> it's a heavy podcast, dude. Today. I know. We're talking about nothing but bad stuff. Oh, yeah. No, but I mean, that has a good uh, ending. It does. That song does. Yeah, you got to learn at how to walk, man. At least inspirational. Yeah, I'm here. I, you know, I'm here. I'm, I'm good today. Pick yourself up and, yeah. uh, and, and, and try it again. And I fell, and after that, I fell again. I'll probably fall again. Sure. But, you know, again, let's just, let's let's just move it on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the volumes are crazy today. But I don't think that one blocked it, Adam. Adam born on this day, rock and roll birthdays, baby. Uh -huh. Angus Young. Angus. Born 31 March, 1955. 70, 74 years oh, old. Oh, one of the greats. <laughs> Still in the schoolboy outfit. <laughs> <laughs> no, excuse me, not 74. He's he's 67. Oh, <laughs> Well, we just want to make him whatever age we want nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> He's 10 years older than me. What the hell? Thank God I can do that math. <laughs> Scottish born, Adam. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah, you didn't know that? I did not know that. Oh, he's part of your tribe, Adam. Wow. <laughs> See, you're feeling oh, Elvis, Angus Young. I thought they were all from down under. <laughs> Whoa, look at this. Yeah. Exciting. Brian I've Johnson. Got, I've got Scottish more in the tribe. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic. Was it Sean uh, Connery? <laughs> oh, definitely. Right. See how your 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 <laughs> tribe is growing, Adam. Adam also born today. Uh, excuse me, born on March thirtieth, nineteen forty-five. Yes. Guitarist, singer, songwriter, and at one point raging racial conservative Eric Clapton. Adam. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Is he 74? He's saying, you know, he's 77. Oh, wow. But he's learned, Adam. He's learned. <laughs> he was a member of the Roosters, Casey Jones and the Engineers, and Yardbirds, Cream, etc., etc. Yeah. Derek and the Dominoes. Of course. Yeah. Perry Farrell, Adam. 29 March 1959. Sure. He's 63. Singer, songwriter, musician from Jane's Addiction. Did you know? Porno for Pyros. Yes. Did you? Yes, right. And mm. also another thing called Satellite Party. Oh. Uh, okay. Close enough. Did you know that the uh, Lollapalooza Festival, Adam, was born as a going away for Jane's Addiction? I knew that's it. what the that's how it came about. I thought it was uh, Perry Farrell's like brainchild. Uh, yes. I didn't know that it's it was his like brainchild for sure. It was a festival they made up to say goodbye as Jane's addiction, and it's just continued for how many years? I mean, many many years. It's a well known festival, and my favorite song, the Mountain Song, Adam, is that's my favorite song, mm. Jane's Addiction, Adam. Okay. Now check all this out. Born on this week during mm. you know one of these oh, the whole week during this past week, right? Mm-hmm. Cheryl James Adam, known Cheryl as James. Salt Adam from the uh, Salt and Pepper. Yes, from the Rapizzle group Salt and Peppa. You have to understand it's not Pepper, Peppa. Salt is the bigger girl. No, Peppa is the bigger girl. Pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah. The darker skinned one, Adam. Okay. She was born March the thirtieth, nineteen sixty nine. She is oh sixty nine. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's 53 years old. On March the 29th, but on separate years, Adam, 1970 and 1975, respectively. Okay. Pop singers Mariah Carey and Fergie Adam, count them three so far, right? Okay. They share a birthday. Wow. Mariah is 52. Fergie is 47. Wow, okay. Adam, Lady Gaga. Wow, all the ladies. Yes, all these divas, Adam. Wow. March the 30th, 1986. She's 36, Adam. Hmm. Now, here we go, Adam. Tell me. Celine Dion. Wow, the Reba diva. McIntyre, Adam. Tracy Chapman. Oh, well. <laughs> you went down, Adam. <laughs> most, most of those are all divas. <laughs> wow, that's insane. So, Adam, to cheer us up, Adam, you know what time it is. Oh, please, let's get it up. Oh, are you going to take me home tonight? <laughs> But Tanya and Adam's hard to name podcast birthday number three. I love that sound, Adam. (laughs) This is where the podcast improves. Of course. (laughs) It improved in the last episode of (laughs) dinner. We can only hope. (laughs) Tracy Chapman, please. <laughs> All right, go see. <laughs> I don't know what to say. It's his favorite part of the show, of course. Too. <laughs> oh, jeez. That was fast. They didn't even get a little. Let, let, Tommy's let a loading. Us, let us introduce the Lord of the G Strings app here. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to save. Oh, He's wow. trying to save this thing. <laughs> Did it load it on? Do you what do have? We got? What do we have? Do you have Samantha Rayner? <laughs> Thank heavens, at least that coordinated. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> What's the handle on her that? Her tag one, is S A M 
A N T H A R A Y X at the end of Samantha Rainer. Adam. Yes. Oh, this is a short one. This last week had uh had millions and also had 2,000 posts. Uh, this, this this episode, Adam, we only have 263 posts, Adam. Yeah, that's right. And it has 883,000 followers. Adam. Man. Not bad, That, that must be quality. I need to go ahead and screen. Oh, I, oh Adam. Yeah. We were talking about bronze and brown, Adam. Ooh. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Has she been in the bronzer? Oh, Lord. Where's she from? Let me see. Well, we'll figure this out later. Adam. Usually they have like a detailed thing about them like and then their bio right mm-hmm. below their picture at the top there right. and she doesn't have anything really it's just her name and her uh, email address i guess oh well she's maybe she's starting to work it now because it's uh her email adam you could send it to samantha at we are komodo is yeah, she japanese komodo. oh maybe. or maybe she's a part dragon let's go to this first one adam oh the very first oh yeah oh, absolutely. she's absolutely she's leaning oh, oh. I take it that our oh my. that our friend Gosilo here is wow has something to do. With it. Yes, Adam. Wow. I was I was wondering where those blanks were coming from. <laughs> Gosilo, get it right. You know whose music you have to play here. Come on, Dan. Oh man. Yeah. You know who's coming up, Adam. Who uh, brought this one to us? It was Agent X3, Adam. It was Adam, Agent X3? Absolutely. Oh, see, I was Who wondering. do you think it might be, Adam? Godzilla was such a fan. I was wondering. If I don't play it, Godzilla won't. <laughs> there you go. Oh. Adam. The third birthday. Wow. Adam, I am going to be Agent T. I'm going to revert myself back to Agent T. This oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, I will... I'll be Agent A for this episode. Are you looking at what I'm looking at? Oh. <laughs> he said, no, Adam, we're I don't think I don't believe we are agent dorks. Uh, I don't think what? so. That's what he said, Adam. That's uh, not nice. I know. But it's go see it. What do you expect? What do we got here, Adam? Oh my what? gosh. The first picture, she's leaning against some stone. You see this? Uh, and she's out. One. She's got a clutch with her, and she's out on the town. The first one. Let me bring the first one up. Here we the go. The first one that I have, she's wearing a black skirt and a black top. She's leaning against some stone. Mm. You see that? And speaking of the bronzer, her skin is so uh, beautifully tanned. Do you see that? I do. And she is very fit and very thin around the midsection. Mm. Do you see the, the tapering? That's happening from the latissimus dorsi as it as it tapers down towards the waist area. Adam, you know what that's telling me? <laughs> oh my God, y'all! I love my birthday. Check it out. <laughs> oh, we are checking it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Wow! And the, the caption says every night. Well, every night's like this. It says that Samantha the Rainer. The ones I forget. Whatever Samantha Rainer, so, and with an X at the oh, end. That's, yeah. I can't figure out those little emojis. It looks like sushi. Oh, I think it's sushi. Oh, okay. At a White Fox Boutique, I guess is who she's giving the yeah. the clout to on this one, Adam. Yeah. I see the rocks that you're talking about. This might be the entrance to the sushi joint. I would imagine, and that's the way she goes dressed 
to go eat sushi. By the way, the place is in Zuma, Las Vegas, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it says here. Hmm. That's very nice. A nice little entrance to the joint. Let's go to, oh, let's just go to the second one. <laughs> Immediately. Well, it's another. This is a, this is a uh, bathing suit shot, and she's in of doors. She's at a photo shoot. You can see the, the photography apparatus right behind her, and she has got a bathing suit that really accentuates her features. Oh, I got a theme song for this one, too. Yeah. You know what we need? We needed a reels for that one. Oh yeah. Let's wonder, go to a reels. I wonder if she has a reel. Let's go to the Let's reels. Let's go to reels. Let's go to reels. Oh, absolutely, Adam. Does she have some? Yeah, she oh, does. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Oh, sorry. I'm... That's okay. Oh, oh, look. Is it the first one? That's the first one. Yeah, okay. Nice. She, oh, she has such long, uh, luscious hair in the back. Do you see that? That's insane. Another, it's a bathing suit shot, and she has a blue striped, like, uh... Oh! Yeah. Godzilla found it. Godzilla said that that's swimwear, Adam. That's swimwear apparel. Is that what it is? And he also said that you throw that over when you're at the pool. Gosino all of a sudden turned in a fashionist of some sort. Oh, is that a, like a cover-up? Yeah. It is? But, oh. it, but by the way, it is Is she wearing a, it backwards? It, I, so, <laughs> hold, hold on, Gosino. He said it's a skin-tight cover-up. <laughs> it is a skin-tight cover-up. But it, it would almost seem like she's wearing it backwards. I, w I would agree with you. Because the front is all covered <laughs> and uncovered, and the back is covered. I am enjoying it, though. Yeah. I'm enjoying the fashion statement is what I'm enjoying. I don't have a... Oh, go to the second reel. The second reel, okay. What's going on here? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined the evening. What happened? Well, we're having a great time, and all of a sudden, something. Hold on. It's Could that magic. Be? It changed. Could that be with the use of makeup and beautification products? Adam, for some reason, all of a sudden, I've been let down. We we have a, a magnificent transformation. Uh, when you said trans, I got scared there for a minute. <laughs> I thought it was false advertising there for a minute, Adam. Nothing against that, but I'm, mm. I want to be let down. Oh. Let's go to the third one, Adam. Oh, do you want to see like a magic trick? Uh, okay, okay. Which one? All is right, that? Uh, hold oh. on. Let's go to the magic trick. Which one is the it, Adam? Uh, one, two, three, four, the seventh reel? Okay. The one that has seven hundred and thirty-seven thousand views. Seven hundred. Oh, okay. Oh, that's uh, the eighth one I have it on mine. Oh, okay. Okay. Where she has a phone and she's dropping the phone. Yes. No, she's doing like a hip hop dance or something. No, 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 no. Look seventh the one, she, one. She's holding a phone. Oh, okay. Matter. I found it. Yeah. She, she does a a drop of the phone. And as the oh. phone bounces back up to her hand, she's changing her dress. She's changing her clothes instantaneously, as if magic. That can't be magic, Adam. Look at it. Look. Boom. She's changed. Yes, Gosila. I agree with Gosila on this one, Adam. Oh. Uh, we need to go back to bikini ones. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Unimpressed by magic. Got it. Yes. <laughs> Let's go back to the post, Adam. Let's go back to... The general photos? Yes, let's just go further. I did see a green bikini. Kind of I, I'm but... on it. A lot of nightlife photos. Okay. A lot of the same type of dress. I mean, it was very clingy, very push up, keeps everything lifted. Not that everything needs to be lifted. Everything seems to be very tight. Uh-huh. I would agree with that. You know, the lifting part, though, there are some that uh, kind of can fool you because there's such thing as I've, I've heard of something called a push-up. 
like this black number right here. Yes, Adam. This is one of the fabulous yes. uh, slinky black dresses. Every girl needs up like a black dress, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little black dress. Breasts. They are very large. Oh. Well, at least this one makes it look very large. <laughs> and uh, and these are well moistened. It the, seems like yeah, there's been there's, a, a generous amount of uh, a lotion. Lot of, there's been there's a lot of humidity, Adam, for yeah. being Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, yeah, Vegas, you wouldn't expect it too much. This these are is, these are really good. These are what's very good. Adam, go ahead and read that handle again. I'm she on. is uh, Samantha Rayner, and it's S A M A N T H A R A Y N E R X at the end. And that, Adam, was our third birthday, baby. It's difficult being more mature than your father. Black bottom girls, you make the rocking world go round. Adam, we're gonna let our we're gonna let our viewers, I mean our listeners, because I'm the one viewing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let our listeners, Adam. Yeah, okay. Be the judges of that. <laughs> because Adam, it is time for. Our <laughs> hashtag. What the hell is? Keep that on your side. Of that. I don't know COVID on this side. I've already had the 19. Uh, yeah, so it you, ain't nothing. Ain't shit. That's what you say. That's what I say. Tommy, before you start out, what do you got? This won't have to do anything with bunnies. <laughs> do you know anything about <laughs> sea creatures? <laughs> we move from the forest to the ocean. To the ocean. Okay. Do you, do you have a lot of knowledge of them? I've seen Jacques Cousteau. Are you familiar with the Argonaut? The Argonaut, isn't that a uh, kind of like a Greek myth of some sort? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Jason and the Argonauts? Yes, there you go. <laughs> I'm in the zone, I watch TV. But the Argonaut is the, the only cephalopod to secrete and live in a shell of its own making. Hmm. Uh, it is a unique sea creature that swims via jet propulsion using powerful jets of water squirted through a funnel in its shell. Yeah, that's like a, a shelled... Uh, octopus. octopus, exactly. Yes, there you go. You're there. You're tracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, male. I may have learned that in SpongeBob, though, not on Jacosto. <laughs> male Argonauts tend to grow up to a few centimeters in length, only about ten percent the size of females, which can reach up to two meters long, depending on how much they grow their shells. So this is a vast size disparity. This sexual dimorphism poses an obvious question. How is reproduction possible when your potential baby daddy is only a fraction of your size? It's been found that Argonauts have an interesting way of resolving the issue of copulation. The tiny male removes its penis. Penis! <laughs> which is a modified arm containing spermatozoa and slings it. Say what? At the female. <laughs> which then, by itself, will swim towards the female's mantle, the sac which stores her organs, and finding its way inside, subsequently fertilizing the eggs. A female's eggs can actually be fertilized by more than one thrown penis by storing them in the mantle cavity. What happens to the male, you ask? Males will die after throwing their penis at the female. However, unusually for cephalopods, the females don't die after laying eggs. Instead, they continue to grow uh, and reproduce. Adam, before he dies, does he say this? I have sinned against you, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a sad fate for the male Argonaut, but that's his job. He's a sinner, Adam. He, he, slings, he slings jizz. <laughs> Would he spend his life trying to avoid females? Like... Please go away. Go away. Oh, crap. Here. 
take my penis. <laughs> and tell me the life of the Argonaut is our what the for hope for this week. Terrible life, don't you That's think? It's horrible. <laughs> and he's only a few centimeters long. Oh my god. <laughs> How big can this penis be? <laughs> it's not too big. <laughs> it's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the week. Adam, if this wasn't Adam, if this wasn't called the Hard to Name Podcast. Tommy, it's a well-oiled machine. It would be called. <laughs> what kind of strange shit can we find? The Throwing Penis Podcast. I like that. <laughs> well, Tommy, what do you think we got? New music. Oh, Adam, I knew it. We got new music. Here is the first offering. Go for do it. Do you know who this is? Adam, the Bee Gees. <laughs> Come from the sun and Peppers. It is Red Hot Chili Peppers, song called One Way Traffic. Uh, their album, Unlimited Love, is out and available for your streaming delight. I like it. Didn't have any many aggressive Chili Pepper songs, you know, like the wild, you know, give it away type. It was mostly kind of chill, mellow, older pepper. Chill, funkadelic? A seasoned pepper. Mm. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, one more offering from the new music pile. Hit me my number two. It's difficult that you would be able to find that one. It's Dream Widow. Oh, it's the Foo Fighters. Uh, the Sweet Abyss, yes, the alter ego of the Foo Fighters, and it was released on 32522, oh. the day of Taylor Hawkins' death. People have mentioned that the devil imagery on the, this faux death metal album and its uh, connection to the death of Taylor Hawkins oh. and saying, hey, could it be the, the dark arts? Here we go. At play. The witch is at him. Yeah, not good. And got one more thing. Everybody's talking about it. Oh. <laughs> Our special event recording team was at the Oscars. The Oscars are a big thing. They were there. If you were watching the Oscars at the time, you got a sanitized, edited version where things were just blocked out. But they got the live, raw feed. They caught some slight reaction from crowd. You can, I can only imagine. You can hear some laughter. And then you hear, you know, what happened on stage. So we're just going to play that interaction. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. So it was meant figuratively. People, <laughs> people thought it was meant figuratively when he said Will Smith smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> that was better than what I saw. But, but I think it might have been a literal 
Say that. Shit smacking. <laughs> Say by our special event recording team. <laughs> we had to play it because our team uh, was there and recorded the entire that thing is unedited. absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> I had to go ahead and play it again. At least the, the smacking part. All right, me. let's go there. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't, we may have to do another. We may not have to do a motherfucker after that. <laughs> that that's motherfucker enough. <laughs> oh, our special event, guys. It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Sound of the Week. Oh. Take that, mainstream TV. <laughs> That's the best work I've seen done on my entire <laughs> situation. I always place that one up with the uh, with the Taliban. <laughs> Those are the cool things that they've done, Adam. It's the Tommy Adam Hard to Name Podcast. More of the week. Oh, Adam, last week we didn't have one. I was so hurt. We could have gotten so much out of Lizzo last week. Oh, well, there's so much to get out of I, Lizzo. A lot. <laughs> uh-huh. Adam. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I did tell you, Adam, that this week I've been obviously trying to catch up with everything that was happening in the Foo Fighter world, Adam. And right, right. Read a couple of articles this week here and there. And anyway, on Metal Injection, Adam. Hmm. Dot net. This week, I believe, there was an article on the 16th of March, Adam, that says, Paul Stanley calls these 12 vocalists the best lead singers of all time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, the list. It could be surprising. It now, I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess. Before anything happens. All right. I think he's a fan of the old standards. Mm-hmm. So does he have one of the old crooners? From way back in the day, like a Frank Sinatra type? Well, first of all, I think that uh, his list mm-hmm. does include that, but the rock and roll list is the one that they really hampered on. Well, you have Ann Wilson made it. Okay. Number, I think, 11 or 12. I'm just going to go through these names. And Bulletproof choice. Yes. Brian Johnson, ACDC, and Lou Graham. Wow. He categorized those in the same level. He, gave, he gave them the same ranking? Uh-huh. Wow. Brad Delp of Boston. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Steve Perry, Journey. Yeah. Janis Joplin was thrown into this list. Why? Don't know. We'd have to ask Paul. Paul... He, he must really have a particular liking of her sound. I don't see it, really. Very very raw. I guess it's a very raw sound. Mm-hmm. Very unpolished, maybe. Maybe that's what he likes. I don't. Maybe. I wouldn't know that. Anyway. Genuine? Yeah. yeah. And speaking of Paul, Paul Rogers, Adam, of Bad Company and Free. Sure. Made the list. I would agree with that one wholeheartedly. He's a... Lead singers. Good vocal soldier. And very distinct. Yeah, very strong. After him would be Rod Stewart. Yeah, classic. And then here's one of the, maybe the standards, not the standards that you call. I guess, I guess Rod Stewart could be a standard singer because he has like a lounge act type thing. Uh, yeah. Now, right? now he does, yeah. David Ruffing of The Temptations. I wouldn't think hmm. those are the standards you're mentioning, Adam. Okay, okay, sure. Freddie Mercury was number uh, three on the list. Queen, I don't, he could have left him out. Can't argue that. Number two was Steve Marriott. Of the small faces in Humble Pie. Is he related to, to him? Uh, I mean... Uh, I, I don't know. But Kiss came out during the time that small faces and Humble Pie were out. You know when you make a list, you have to throw in something 
to raise people's eyebrows. So you put somebody that you wouldn't expect on your list just to make people think, oh, he really considered, he really went deep with this list. So this is really wide ranging. Number one, Adam? Yeah. Robert Plant. Number one? Number one, yep. Wow. Number one on his list. Based specifically on vocal abilities or was it on the actual front man persona? Best lead singers of all time. Singers, okay. It sounds like the vocal quality is what we're going for. Wow. Other Number men- one. Other mentions, no particular order. Otis Redding. Yeah, I'm sure. Sam Cooke. Yeah. Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Sarah Vaughn. Franco Corelli. Don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Tony Bennett. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Standards. Marvin Gaye. Ella Fitzgerald. Joni Mitchell. Adam. Eh, okay. Gladys Knight. Jackie Wilson. Luther Vandross. That one I could see. Linda Ronstadt. Luciano Pavarotti. Were there black people on his main 12? No, uh, let me see. Only one, which would have been uh, David Ruffin of The Temptations. Oh, yeah, there you go. But it seems like everybody in the honorable mentions, almost to a person, is a, is a black singer. Was yeah. soul. Was kind of a soul R&B. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Wild. It's, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Then I got to thinking, Adam, those moments that I go into deep thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Could not be left out, Adam. On his list? Uh, uh, He's going to bring us to his list? No, no, Adam. Of its own list of singers Mm. who should be honored, Adam. Okay. With what? Of being as memorable as all these that uh, he mentioned here. Okay. All right? Sure. Who are we going to start with? I'm going to try to let you guess. Mm, Okay, okay. And I'm sure that you could be... uh, you could hit it right on the nail, probably. This is the first one out of the... F- I only came up with five, Adam, because we didn't have all day for this. So here's the first one. Can we do it like we did last time, like yeah. add it in? Yeah. All right, let's try it one more time. Practice and then I'll do it. Brit. Okay. She sits alone, waiting for suggestions. Come on, Adam. He's so She's an heiress. Heiress? Paris? Paris Hilton? <laughs> um, let me hear it, Darren. I'll count you in. Oh, yeah. One, two, three, four. Oh. oh. Poor Paris. Yeah, that didn't, that didn't sound very good. Still memorable, Adam. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to forget that anytime soon. Wow. You see where we're going with this, I I, I, I see. I was expecting to hear 12 inches of snow <laughs> to be my first vocalist. We can't have none of that, Adam. <laughs> We're talking memorable. <laughs> and he's not a singer, Adam. He's a rap hisser. Oh, rap singing, though. All right, Adam. Mm-hmm. Number two. You may or may not know this one. Now, are these I... ranked in uh, ascending or descending uh, descending, order? Descending. Excuse me. So this would be number four, Adam. Number four. Got it. But you know I'm no good at numbers and math, so. Sure, sure. I start yakking at 100 miles an hour, and I forget my place anyway. Okay. So why even try to Number four. It? We're going to count list. five. Yes, yeah, so let's go to number four, Adam. Mm-hmm. This may be memorable to you. It may not be memorable. Okay. For sure, it is memorable for Gosilo. Oh. Matter of fact, he was black and white at this time. <laughs> His color hadn't even come in yet. No. Thank God I have him muted, Adam. Adam, check it out. This would be number four. Okay. Here comes, here comes. Oh, 
Is it Alfalfa? Yes, it from is Al- from Spanky and our gang. <laughs> See, it's memorable. I oh, I tell you, yeah, Out, absolutely. They had jet propulsion back then, <laughs> and it crashed. Oh wow! <laughs> wow, that's a, that was a big crash, Adam. Oh, so you catch yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Alpha. Wow, it's been a long time since I've heard from Alpha. Alpha. <laughs> very memorable, Adam. Yes, definitely very. All memorable. right, Adam. It's gonna get made, legendary. It should get easier from here on up. Okay. Well, as the numbers get smaller, the hits get bigger. <laughs> Number three. Oh, a domestic goddess, Roseanne Barr. It's an insult, Adam. It's a you know, good, good, good there, boy. That's what she gets. She got the 21 gun salute. <laughs> she got the firing squad at him. It was after she grabbed her crotch, though, right? <laughs> she grabbed her crotch and spit. <laughs> You're really getting good at this. <laughs> Memorable, yes or no? Oh, I definitely. Mean, I mean, historic, even. <laughs> and she had successes after that. Oh, yeah. She was, still, she was still a hit TV star. Adam, this uh, star. Number two. Number deuce. <laughs> what he's singing may be considered number deuce. <laughs> But Adam, he is also a participant in one of the shows that we hate the most. Oh, is he? Yes. Okay. You're going to check it out. Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You live William Hung? Taking my rape like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs. She bangs. Yes. Oh, baby. When she moves, she, even she the moves. Fist up in the air, Adam. I go crazy because she looks like a fly, but she stings like a bee. Like every girl. In history, she bangs, she bangs. There you go. Very memorable. Garbage truck. (laughs) (laughs) Run over by the garbage truck. Very memorable. Very memorable. (laughs) And very fitting that ending to it, by the way. (laughs) Adam. Yes. This last one. This is the top of the charts right here. This. You're going to have to agree with me 100% on this one. This is number one of all time. Well, if I must. Most memorable singers out there, Adam. And it starts off, Adam, backed up by an incredible backing band, by the way. Here it comes. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, Ah. There it is, Adam. Yucko Ono. Oh. Uh, Adam, the band was John John Lennon. Chuck Berry was in that. Oh. Oh. And Chuck Berry was thrilled to be there, right? <laughs> if, loved, I, if I remember the story correctly. He loved every second. Hold, hold up. Uh-oh. Hold up. Here it comes. <laughs> gonna, gonna drop a nuke on this mug. <laughs> Got it right. Damn. Now, 
<coughs> this was categorized as singers. Would you call that singing? That had music behind it, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, Adam, the Japanese were the creators of the karaoke. I don't know what to tell you on that one, Adam. Because to be honest with you, the only worse than these guys here uh-huh. is me and the karaoke, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> and that's bad. It's the Tommy Adam Hardening Podcast. <laughs> that's a short wow. That was perfect, though. <laughs> you couldn't deny uh, any of those. No. <laughs> memorable. Memorable, <Adam. laughs> memorable to the... You, you cannot. You're right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was a bit fooled on, on number five. I'll, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that one took a minute. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. You're right, but, you're right. But the top four, memorable is... Uh, the day is long. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to call it Adam. Good times, bad times. Adam, we could easily go back to over two hour podcast again. <laughs> we could? <laughs> Adam, I have the bad times. Okay. I've had bad times all, all episode, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Adam, tell me. The Bad Times was just released, Adam, last week on the 26th of March, Adam. Okay. By Joe Big Eye. Big Eye? That's, that's who wrote it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Here is. Is he one of our favorite reporters? Yes, Adam. Here's the headline mm-hmm. March Madness, Adam. Yo, hey! Get St. Peter fired. What? St. Peter from the Pearly Gates? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. Is that what we're talking about? This is the Weekly World News, Adam. Oh, shit. St. Peter, Adam, also known as the first pope, was distracted as he was watching the latest St. Peter's University NCAA basketball game. He wasn't uh, doing his job? His job, of course, is to guard the pearly kids. Exactly. (laughs) While he was on his phone watching the game, because he was on his phone, by the way. They get reception. I guess so. Okay. I saw evil cult leader... Charles Manson walk right into He breached the premises? <laughs> no right way. His name isn't in the Book of Life. <laughs> Said the angel that wouldn't give his name to this reporter. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> Rumor has it that St. Pete Adam was uh, disgracefully betting against the school that bears his name, Adam. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is... San Pedro, why'd you do that? <laughs> <laughs> He has lost three big bets in a row. And now, <laughs> He's a degenerate? Check this out. And now owes reputed mafia boss Al Capone over 250,000 big ones. <laughs> Do they use the American currency I, in, in heaven? I, well, which, which other one would they use? I, I mean, I that's don't the know. only one that's worth something. <laughs> Russian rubles are no good no, anymore. No, that's not, not worth the paper it's printed on. People in heaven were wondering uh, why he bet with Capone since uh, he has unlimited credit with DraftKings. <laughs> Unlimited. I mean, wow. I, I can't take no more of this out. St. <laughs> Peter's Twitter account has been frozen after he was caught trash talking uh, and making predictions. Out of Is he suspended at least from his position? <laughs> One tweet that the Weekly World News Adam captured right before the tip off on Friday read St. Peter Peacocks don't have a chance in hell of beating Purdue. <laughs> That Adam is the bad news. Wow. Done. Expect the uh, entrance to heaven to be backed up for a while. Well, I guess I have good times. Go ahead. <laughs> and this is going to be a letter, a letter that was given, published here. This Saturday, the letter reads, 
My family and I are going to stand together to cheer on the Tar Heels. Oh, as, a, it's another March Madness. As, as the team has made it to the Final Four. That's cool. As a lifelong Carolina basketball fan, I've watched Carolina and Duke battle over the years, but to have them match up in the Final Four for the first time in history of the NCAA tournament is any sports enthusiast's dream. This is also the most selfish thing I've ever asked the <laughs> choir to do, to give up your Saturday night plans with us so that I can have this moment with my family and sports community. However, it's that same type of passion felt by the people who fill the seats at our concerts that make us want to be part of a crowd at a game of this significance. Woody Durham always said, go where you go and do what you do. Thanks for letting me go here and be with the Tar Heels. Oh, wow. This is a letter from Eric Church, <laughs> who had a sold-out concert in oh. San Antonio, Texas at the AT&T Center no that, he, that he up and canceled so he can go attend a basketball game. Wow. <laughs> Good times for him. Adam, that would be a fan for sure, Adam. <laughs> I don't, I, I, that's not cool, Gosilo. Not, con, not, not considerate to the 18,000 fans that bought tickets to his concert. Oh, wow. And they're so gracious. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Big March Madness fans in heaven and in country music. Who would have thought we were coordinated without being coordinated, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> Adam, busy day. Let's close this sucker out, buddy. All right. Do you have anything else, Tommy? Uh, unless I could get some kind of a clone or replacement that could uh, free me today of the buying of oh, material. No. Got to buy supply. I have nothing else, Adam. All right. Well, I want to say thanks to Gosilo, though. He, oh, of course. He did a great job. We weren't going to forget you. No, we weren't. Particularly well behaved yes, today. Thank you. Yes. As always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind that life is not that serious, nor is anything that we said on this podcast. Again, search the keywords the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast App, RSS Podcast, Castbox, Himalaya, Owl Trail, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend. Or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is April 2nd, 2022. And you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. We're going to leave you with a live recording that was recorded by our own Tommy Martinez of the Foo Fighters featuring Taylor Hawkins. And remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah, rest in peace, Taylor Hawkins. You guys rocked with him earlier. We haven't practiced this, so we'll see what happens. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadako Promotions. Yeah, which is a Kansas. Dadako Promotions.
Come on! Still away from the dark, like a blind man. Sell on the fence, you're a dumb one. Keep coming up with no one, so scared. 